Hello, Madness Madness listeners. This is Brian with an apology about the sound of the sound quality of this week's episode. I couldn't find the little thing that goes on the end of my microphone that keeps me from, like, popping my peas and, I don't know, making it sound like I'm breathing really hard into the microphone the whole time. So uh, there's a lot of both of those things on this episode, and uh, I'm not actually a good enough sound engineer to uh, fix that sort of thing. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. Happy New Year. Some cults are good, most cults are bad, but I'll tell you what really makes me sad. I can't decide which cult to join. If only there were a podcast out there to rank all the cults using some sort of bracket system like they do for basketball playoffs for college teams. It's Madness Madness. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Popping bottles in the ice. Like 2003. Getting slizzered. Oh man, America's testing. Like G6. Filling up the cups. Brian's over there on the ones and twos, and we are here with you on the last day of 2022. The unos and the doses. We are here, and we are so happy to be. We've got so much fun tonight. We've got champagne. We have German pumpkin spice chocolate. We have German pumpkin spice chocolate. Oh, my God. We have a Jimmy Stewart movie that nobody's ever heard of. Never heard of. I have got some shit that will blow y'all's mind. Thank you. Welcome back. To the podcast. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, clink. I have to clink. Uh, uh, oh, oh, shit. That's you spelled it. It's fine. It's cool. It didn't hit the equipment. Pass, no, pass no, my clink no, over. Not no. over. Not over the. <laughs> pass the clink. Jesus. Clink. Here, pass the clink. I have to clink your ass. Okay, clink. Ta da. Yay. Yay. Oh, yum. Let's see. Ooh. Ooh, fizzy. Okay. I didn't spill, I swear. No, yeah, it's a, It wasn't me. Right. <laughs> it was shaggy, it was. Also, me. earlier today, we had a long discussion about the top 99 songs of the 90s. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's rolling right over here. There's a lot there. It's going to be Smells Like Teen Spirit, even though that's not what I think it is. No. But that's no. Going to be yeah. Well, it whenever is. it was like top hits of the like, 80s, it was always Thriller. It's always Thriller. And you're like, that's... And then Smells Like Teen Spirit. Well, not for the 80s. Not for the 80s. Right. No, the 90s. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like uh, top 100 songs of all times on the cat. And it's always Steroid Heaven and stuff. You know, right. Look, listen, Steroid Heaven is an amazing song. It is. And Citizen Kane is a great movie. However, <laughs> it's not number one. <laughs> but it's like, I know, I already know what you, how you feel about this, the cat. Cat, <laughs> uh, I think that maybe you've had this list. For a while. For a while. I don't really. I don't actually believe you've revisited this list, the cat. <laughs> not one bit. Not any one further single. thought. Okay, so you guys have been waiting for a while. Yes, you and have. And we have finally come to it. We have the pumpkin spice, the German pumpkin spice candy bar. And I know, and it's been in my uh, purse the entire time. We keep forgetting to get it out and snack on it. I'm looking at the cover, and I will have the cover, the box. It's in a little box because it's quality. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, first of all, it's sure getting pumpkin spice, der Climate Neutral Produziert. A climate neutral product. That's good. I love well, that. Okay. And it's in German, but it's so. Pumpkin spice is such an American flavor that it has to be pumpkin spice mm-hmm. in yeah, English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like Pfeffernusse. Right. Are not, those are called <laughs> Pfeffernusse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, but I also open. love the fact that it's. 
so not American that on the cover there's a pumpkin and then there's a pumpkin that's been like sliced so you can see the inside. I'm like, that's no, that's not, not how, how pumpkin we do. works. No, no, just pumpkin is just a pumpkin. So here we go. <laughs> oh my god. The bar so yummy. No oh god, okay. Okay, here we go. Ooh. Did you make a chair? Oh, oh Kimmy made, made the champagne chair. chair. Hey. Okay, here you go, Brian. Okay. And Aaron. <laughs> okay, okay. Miss America's test Kim and is gonna test the pumpkin spice. Are we ready? Okay, ready. Okay, okay here we go. Right. That's kind of nice. That's kind of nice, but it does remind me that I don't care for sweets. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) It's incredibly pumpkin-y. Spicy, yeah. Very realistically pumpkin-y. It's like I always used to say that my Spice Girl's name was Pumpkin Pie Spice. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And this is kind of it. It's not. It's not bad. What do you think, ATK? It's just not what I want. I'm batting it again. (laughs) Oh, the face. face. The face. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I love sweets. I love sweets. <laughs> I love chocolate, but this is not right. Mm-mm. That's not it. No, it's. I'm sorry, Jeremy. You're gonna have to work on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to like make it into like a bread. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stop. No. You don't need to make it into. I a mean, I'll eat another piece, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like just to make sure. Just to make sure. <laughs> I think that. Uh, also, in the U.S., pumpkin spice things are not, like, stuffed into chocolates. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're, like- they're, uh, the other one that was in English and was American-flavored was peppermint, and that was very good. They are, That's weird that peppermint is, like, an American it Christmas really flavor. It really is. That's something that Penny always wants from here and mm-hmm. really enjoyed is that mm. chocolate peppermint in Britain is not a Christmas thing. Why not? I don't know, but it oh, is here. Oh, England hates fun. They, you know, well, they need more bread pudding. Yeah. So. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, no, I love England. I mean, yeah, I love bread pudding. Oh, uh, bread pudding is delicious, but yeah, but yeah I don't no, know. So, uh, Talk about the other puddings. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Suet puddings? We, uh, yeah, we we had to give a uh, fruitcake back to your mom. Uh, it was a panettone. <laughs> oh, man. Panettones are pretty... They're, Okay. No, Kimmin is just shaking her head and shaking oh, her head. Oh, this was the second. Was this the, the double dip of the pumpkin? Oh, it was Duh. too much. It was too, too much, much, honey. Just too much. Chug from the bottle. Chug from the bottle. Cheers. This this pumpkin spice flavor is is to I don't know actual pumpkin spice whatever that is as like Welch's grape soda is it's to actual grapes. Eating a grape. Yeah. However, Welch's grape soda is like way better than actual grapes. So I don't think it was that bad. I might be the uh, yeah. the pumpkin. Spice? No, I don't think it was that bad, but I'm also like one square is so, about what I want of any yeah, chocolate. Yes. Oh. Yes. I have been eating the of all of the chocolates that Biggie sent to me, which was a gigantic box. Donka Bitti. Donka Bitti. Chocolate. And oh the, your favorite like is the speaker. Yes. Edelville. Edel. Well, and you love the marzipan log. Yes. The marzipan log. The marzipan log is so good. The marzipan log and it has like a little ribbon of like chocolate yes. in the middle. It's so good, and you have to slice it's it brilliant. wafer thin, it's like like, the, like like that Mickey Mouse cartoon where they slice the bean. Yes. 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 <laughs> On a cutting board. On a no cutting less. board. Yeah. Just wafer thin. You, you have just to have, have like, to like a dedicated just the tiniest board. little bit. Yeah. Mm. My so favorite good. one that she sent me this year was a dark chocolate with strawberry and peppercorn. Mm. Ooh. The dark chocolate orange wins all of Christmas. Um, Thank you, Biggie. <laughs> that was a pretty good I'm one. I'm not big on chocolate orange. I'm not 
either, but this one was pretty good. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'll put pumpkin spice. I'll set this aside. All right. Good time. What else has been happening? Did everybody get what they wanted for Christmas? Yay. Got a, a Brian got a poop shooter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. It's, Just a um, second. Just a second. All right. Here we go. What it is. It's, yeah. Okay. Are, are you ready for this? Okay. There we go. Oh, hang on. I oh, need wait. to put the speaker. Yeah, get the sounds. What? It's a plastic shotgun. Yeah, the speaker is in the stock, so I had to put <laughs> the beat. stock up right by my microphone. Plastic gun that yeah. has a plunger it's on it. It's a, a shotgun. Plunger on and the it has, yeah, it has a. <laughs> this was you can rack it like a shotgun. Brian's gift from his father. Yeah, and on the very end, it has a toilet plunger. Um, there are. Some, I love you, Dad. Going on. I lo- uh, you're the best. Dad, I could possibly have. <laughs> My dad. You are, you're truly the father I deserve. <laughs> well, like, I think but, um, technically. Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. But yeah, okay, so the shotgun has like a functioning plunger end on it, but A, the whole thing is made of plastic except for the rubber plunger end. Mm-hmm. B, they missed such a huge opportunity. By having the shotgun pump thing on mm-hmm. it, but not having that like be like a suction. Uh, right. I'm kidding. I should put like, the plunger in there and then rack it and rack it yeah. and rack it. And uh-huh. that's what sucks all the shit I out. I mean, that would be brilliant. It uh-huh. would be absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I know. And the third thing they missed, you know, just kind of a, from a functional standpoint is uh, sort of the, you know, the combination of a battery operated item and water. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't do it if it were me. But, it's not you know, the, the. That's why I'm not a, 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 a turd shotgun millionaire. That's to Brian. me. It's not the battery yet. that gets not a turd shotgun millionaire. Yet. It's not I mean, the battery that gets in. Like, it, like it's not the battery mixing with the water that's the problem. It's all of the cheap plastic moving parts for all of the poop water to just like splash up into yeah. and, like into and then remain yeah. forever. Forever. forever, forever. Also, just as kind of a side note, the decals on it have this like sort of splattered poop graphic on them that oh, is that's... so realistic that I don't ever want to look at this again. No. Okay. So, if you at are the... midnight, we're going to go and throw it up in the air. I was going to say that the third person to comment on our Instagram post wins this pleasure. The tag's still on. We will mail it to you anywhere in the world. South Africa, now's your chance. I love man. I was going to, uh, I, I was going to just give this uh, to your brother, Matt. Oh, yeah. There honestly, by this point, Point, I think David uh, has probably already bought it for because <laughs> he was very interested in buying it for Oh, that. man. hysterical. No. Yeah. It's just, it's... All right. All right. Well, are we ready to get I'm this I'm ready to started? hear a story. Well, oh, I need some more, I need some more bubbly in my, yeah, in my let's, glass, let's and then I'm ready to hear a story that will at some point involve Jimmy Stewart. This off. You're right. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, I, I kind of sideways uh, si- sideways uh, slid into Edward G. Robinson there. I apologize. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't know what I see. Mmm. Champers. Damn. Champers, darling. Uh, this is just going to make me want a lot more Open champers. up a baby champ. Well, we've got four more bottles in the There are. We bought a lot of bubbly. That is good. Uh, for the evening. Ta-da! Cheers! Okay, hey, go! 
um, go. it's also 530 here. So, yeah, well, so, that. yeah no, that. we are having a fantastic like five, home by nine, <laughs> home by nine uh-huh. Thanksgiving celebration. I fully Thanks- plan on being in bed. <laughs> Thanksgiving's hey. Eve. Thanksgiving, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sarah Hale and Vinny Kool-Aid. We just <laughs> had some pumpkin spice. And so it's we fine. did. It's All right. Go. Amanda. Yes. Do you like basketball? I fucking love basketball. Kim has given a two thumbs up over here. Do you like the military industrial complex? More than basketball. <laughs> Do you like Sonic <laughs> Booms? I like Sonic. Oh, uh, Route 44 Unsweet Tea. Today I'm t- going to talk about Operation Bongo 2. Oh. oh, which answers all the questions left unanswered at the end of Operation Bongo 1. No, there's just more questions. <laughs> I, have more, I have questions already. Go. A plus. Let's go. Bongo. Bongo, bongo, bongo. Bingo, bango, bongo. I don't want to leave the Congo. No, 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 no. to go. Our story begins in Seattle, home of Boeing. Boeing, yes. As many of you are aware, Boeing makes airplanes. They have done so since the earliest 20th century. In the airplanes? Right. In the 1930s, Boeing became the leader in in all metal aircraft construction which was a big deal because planes made out of like balsa wood and canvas wrapped around an engine just like weren't gonna cut it weren't anywhere. gonna cut it especially going to start flying over the ocean correct or like lots of carry people. passengers yeah. right in, hi smooth titties now i'm thinking there about. we go in 1932 <laughs> boeing um, leonardo dicaprio in the aviator oh god and he's talking about titties hi smooth titties he wants to make god <laughs> yes anyway never mind monster in 1932 boeing introduced the model for 248, the first all-metal monoplane fighter. In 1933, the Boeing 247 was introduced, which sets the standard for all competitors in the passenger transport market. Uh During World War II, Boeing built a large number of B-17 and B-29 bombers. Boeing ranked 12th among the United States corporations in the value of wartime production contracts. I wonder if their phone number is on that word search puzzle. I think it fucking is. (laughs) Yes. World War II was, like, really good for Boeing and the rest of the (laughs) military-industrial complex complex that Eisenhower warned us about. So after the war, (laughs) Boeing and their ilk were looking for a way to keep this money-making party going. Let's get it started in here. When Chuck Yeager, who maybe has, like, the manliest name in American history... (laughs) Him and Joe Montana. Right. (laughs) (laughs) When Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier in his XS1, the glamorous Glennis... That's right, dude. After his wife, Glennis. <laughs> on you, October 14th, 1947, Boeing and the rest of Cold War American military <laughs> capitalism immediately began fantasizing about supersonic flight as the their jeans, future yes. of commercial aviation. Oh, man. oh, man. I've watched so many YouTube videos about this. Honey, you're going to flip your shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to pause right here and be like, Jimmy Stewart? But go ahead. Oh, we'll get well. there. Soon after JFK was elected, he told the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration... Wait, Jimmy Stewart told them? John F. Kennedy told them. (laughs) Okay, this is the first time you've said his name here. I said soon after Kennedy was elected. Yes, yes. He told the FAA to come up with a report on, quote, national aviation goals for the period between now and 1970. <laughs> now? Right. One product <laughs> project that came out of that report was Operation Horizon, which focused on advanced civil aviation developments, including the promotion of supersonic transport. Okay. Some of you may be asking, why supersonic commercial transport? And once again, I will ask you... 
to think of the shareholders. Please, so will somebody think of the shareholders? If all these flights are supersonic, then you could have more flights. You have more flights. <laughs> Step two, profit. That's right. I mean, I mean, objectively though, like if. Like it, like it, if the price was the same, and you were flying from like I don't know here, like from here to Chicago, like well, it can take three hours or it can take thirty minutes. Well, we're about to find out why. Why? Not. Oh, there's some very good reasons. Why not? That's yeah, what I we're finding. Wanted to fly on the con. As, oh, I'm excited. I hate to be like, but as somebody who's flown back and forth to London more than once, yeah. I'm like, I would love this to be like an hour and a half. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. So you fly back in time. Yes. So by the early 1960s, various executives of U.S. aerospace companies were telling the U.S. public and Congress that there was no technical reason why supersonic planes couldn't be produced. It's like we've broken the sound barrier, <laughs> right? In 47, why can't we do this all the time? Why can't we do this all the time? Why can't we build these airplanes all the time? Mm-hmm. Um, England well. was working on it. Mm-hmm. There were rumors that Russia was too. And then when Congress found out about the Concorde, they were like, we gotta go. Yeah. Oh, shit. Somebody else is ahead of us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, I hate that. <laughs> three days after the Concorde announcement, FAA Director Najib Halabi, who is the father of Queen Noor from Jordan. Oh, wow. Wrote a letter to Kennedy suggesting that if they did not immediately start their own SST, supersonic transport effort, the U.S. would lose 50,000 jobs, $4 billion in income, and $3 billion in capital as local carriers turn to foreign suppliers. So, oh, foreign oh man. France. France. Knowing the shit that's going to go down with the Concorde. Though this is great. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're not talking about the Concorde. We're not no, even, I, no, I know. Okay. But, but yeah, yeah no, no, this whole like, you got to get on the supersonic right. jet. Yeah, right, no, right. It's... Soon Congress was fun- funding mm. an SST at design effort, eventually su- selecting the Lockheed L2000, which y'all can look up because that's not my point. Yep. And the Boeing <laughs> 2707. The Boeing 2707 design was eventually selected for continued work with the design goals of ferrying around 300 passengers and having a cruising speed near Mach 3. Shit. Whoa. Yeah, that, look, That look. seems ambitious. Dude, we, I know. Listen, we gotta work out the bugs. Yeah. <laughs> like, sonic booms. Right. Uh, what are you gonna do all in good time? And yeah, it's like dangerous and the fuel if- inefficiency was like Whoa, off the chain. Right, it's like 28 gallons to the mile uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah. But more flights, right? Right. Right. Also, the FAA, I actually wrote FFA here, typo and it stays. I'm in love with a boy from the FAA. Uh-huh. Please see our earlier patterns. episode right. about the FFA. The FAA yes. knew that a fleet of 500 SSTs flying at 65,000 feet for a period of years could raise stratospheric water content by as much as 50 to 100 percent. Oh, that's oh. not good. Which oh. could, lead, could lead to greater ground level heat and hamper the formation of ozone. Huh. But they didn't find that out until later. Thank goodness. So in the beginning, it wasn't a problem. And that means that's it didn't right. It wasn't real. It wasn't real. It doesn't matter. The government told Boeing that they would pay for this research search but there were conditions production and operation had to be cost efficient sure okay Uh, and they Uh, had uh, to come uh, up with a way to keep the sonic booms to a minimum (laughs) okay we'll just get right on that boeing got to work and as a sign of their commitment to a civic 
corporate synergy, the city of Seattle named their brand new NBA team. I was just about to the say Supersonics. <laughs> now, and, and the, they're no should, longer in Seattle. Oh, should have okay. called it the Thunder. Gotcha. Yes, ma'am. Cut that part out. Now, as we all know, there is no supersonic transport. Without the boom. So the real question was, how much booming booming? would ordinary Americans take? How much boom would a sonic boom boom? If a sonic sonic boom boom did boom boom. Boom boom. boom. The only way to find out (laughs) was to unleash sonic booms over an average American city for an extended period of time. And then, like, you know, ask them, like, how they felt about it. Right. We're just going to pick one town in Nebraska. No, not sonic boomed them every day. Not not Seattle. Seattle's like, No. no. No, we I don't money. want that shit. That's like an entire city. Um, yeah, no. Nor did the people Is there who... an Indian reservation? <laughs> shit. Let's ask them. Nor did the people who lived around like existing Air Force bases, those people regularly complained about the boom test that had yeah, emerged yep. following the end of World War II. Many Americans felt that the war was over and they were not at all interested in living in some state of perpetual war readiness. Uh, hey, oh boy, sorry. I got some bad Switch news. Switch countries. Okay. Yeah. Got some bad news about the next several decades for In you, buddy. fact, selling the U.S. on perpetual war readiness was at the top of the government's to do list. <laughs> and remains so to this and day. And one such example is the movie Strategic Air Command, 1955, Dude. starring a 47 year old Jimmy Stewart as Dutch Holland, a professional baseball Dutch player Holland. and World War II Air Force veteran, recalled to service to serve as an officer in the Strategic Air Command. Okay, so he's oh. a pro baseball player yes. Yes. for the St. Louis Cardinals. Gotcha. He just signed a contract for $75,000 a 75, year. 75000 whole dollars? Yeah. $75,000, 1955. Yeah. That's right. Initially, that's just, he know, is. 30 or 40 or 50 billion dollars today. <laughs> <He's dead. laughs> Initially, he is skeptical. The war is over. He is a newlywed. He and his 38-year-old wife, June <laughs> Allison, have only been married for five months, and the St. Louis Cardinals need him. She's here for the pens. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, Jesus. Presented <sighs> in this division, this one hour and 55-minute movie was fully 45% airflame footage. Oh, man. Take us. Oh, Landing. God. Soaring through the clouds. Refueling. That reminds me of one of my favorite mystery science theater movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hot, um, hot merging action. Which is mostly airplane refueling footage but this is and all, Senator Bob Dorn. But this is all like presented in in Vista Vision. So it is like a per- spectacular full color uh-huh. up there. The main message of this film is that constant airplane and jet noise is the sound of freedom. <laughs> oh, of freedom. The sound oh, of I being bet. protected. Okay, yeah. so, you know. That was great. Okay, wait. I'm not done oh, yet. I know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just marveling in the God. moment. There is also a lot of talk Dude. in this propaganda movie about the Strategic Air Command needing experienced men to sign up for the Cold War because, like, they can't get good help these days. <laughs> but there are yeah. also several I'm characters that they war. talk to talking about how the SAC fucking sucks. The pay yeah. is shit. One guy is mad because he just started Started his own TV business and bought a house, and but he was forced to come back and join the SAC. Yeah, jump in at any moment, Brian. And, I mean, and, yeah, and, it hear. ruined his life. I mean, that's like joining I, the SAC ruined his life. He well, was recalled he was, he was, to the he, military. He, oh, the deal was he signed yeah. up as a reservist, and this was also the problem that Jimmy Stewart had. Oh, he was right? going to be a baseball player, but now I got sucked back. In. Yeah, it was like we're all just trying to reservist. Uh, nothing much can happen. Uh, you know, I was talking to Glenn Ford about a good head of hair on that Glenn Ford. And, uh, <laughs> But uh, 
Yeah, uh, but yeah, since he and uh, the guy who just started a business hoping to literally live the American dream, uh, yep. instead were called back and, uh, you know, had to completely abandon their existing lives. Oh, great. And, and they uh, talked a lot yeah. about how, like, the pay is shit. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm forced terrible. to sign up for 21 months. I had no yeah, choice. Yeah. I had it. no choice. Does that it. guy at least die at the end? He does no, not. He, he re-enlists. Look, listen, there, oh, yeah. there is one point where they... Jimmy Stewart has to do a belly landing in Iceland. Uh-huh. And it turns out that... Greenland. Greenland, you're Greenland, right. Greenland, that's yeah. where dad... Our, our dad... Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. Landed on he that has base. to do a belly landing. Um, well, actually, I will get to that point in just oh, a okay, second. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Um, like, I'm like, way to insert the cons, like, right into the propaganda. <laughs> I, mean, I guess eligible I guess. young men were supposed to take shit pay and, like, no life into consideration, but, like, ultimately decide that protecting America I was, was going to say, because they're protecting America. Right. That's right. You know, you can, I mean, if you want, I guess, to, like, work a good-paying job and uh, buy business. a house mm-hmm. and uh, have a family and uh, you know have leisure time and uh, but, I mean if you're interested in that sort of thing or you could protect the nation thank you from the commies the commies <laughs> well there's a lot of talk about how these these planes um are a great uh Deterrent, uh, yeah, you know. Oh, oh, we've all yeah. we've always heard that. Oh. That is the reason we need a seventy-five billion dollar military budget in this country. Uh-huh. A billion? To, to oh cr- my God, we'd be in great shape if it was seventy-five billion. Christ. Right, <clears throat> trillion to to create aircraft that like no existing aircraft in the world can like outrun. Yeah, it's like yeah, you don't need it anyway. You, y'all know this. Listen, oh my okay, God. look. It goes so deep. Uh, so the rest of this movie is taken up by June Allison's character, Sally, who oh is the God. only woman with a speaking role or role. Period. I was going to say, and oh she passed the Bechdel test. No, and she is absolutely a stupid oh fucking nightmare. Oh God. While we were watching, Brian said, this screenplay is like David Mamet in its narrative <laughs> discipline and hatred of women. Oh, good job, Brian. Good job. <laughs> Sally is forever calling the base and insisting on speaking to her husband while he's like in the middle of an altitude test, about to take off it was in, a in the air. Chamber. He's in a pressure chamber. He is in a pressure. When she can't get him, she calls the general, who is based on General Curtis LeMay, and like bitches oh, wow. to him about how she's worried about her husband and how he needs to quit his job. Like she's the only fucking like woman on this base who's like married to a man who's doing this. Uh-huh. Yeah, then yeah. she has a baby, but Jimmy can't be there because he's stranded in Iceland where he had to belly land Greenland, Greenland, Greenland. <laughs> Jonestown, Jamestown, yes, where he had to belly land the B thirty six because of a fuel leak caused by an engine failure. Yeah, that, so, and that was a real thing. Okay, wait, wait, wait we're okay. getting there. Okay. <laughs> oh, we are getting there. Oh, we so we like they've crashed. So like he has everybody else in the plane bail out. <laughs> Um, over Greenland, he belly lands the plane. He thinks that the um, I think it's the radar. No, the, yeah, me. the radio guy. The radio guy yeah. who is the one who started his TV yes. business. Oh, okay, okay. And who at this point has reenlisted? Because and, and this is not spoken on screen, but it's pretty easy to draw the conclusion that like he reenlisted because his wife has left him and his business is in a shambles. Yeah, has, like, I mean, like oh what God. the fuck? I may like, as well reenlist. Dude, I, I mean, mean, I assume. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. they don't hand it's out. It's an assumption. But. Yeah. 
Jimmy Stewart's coming down, like the fucking cockpit's all busted. Uh-huh. Um, snow's, snow's yeah. coming in. Everybody's gone. And he comes down there. And I was like, God damn it. If Ike, the guy with the TV business, is dead, I'm going to riot. I'm going to riot. I don't want Ike, the guy with the TV Seriously. business. It was, just, it, it was just his ankle. He's fine. Okay. The guy who had the TV business. All right. So, yes. So, they, like he, she, Jimmy can't be reached because he's stranded in Greenland and has to belly land the B-36 because of the fuel leak in the wing. Eventually, Dutch realizes the importance of constant vigilance and instant retaliation as the only way to maintain world peace. Literally the only way. He refuses to quit, prompting Sally to show the fuck up at the base and insist on yelling at the general like she's the only fucking wife right, around the place. only wife here. Generals are always up for that. I mean, I mean they're always available to take calls. I was going to say, well, from, from what I've heard bitch. about military, is that the generals usually just, like, write their hands on uh-huh. and yeah. ready. Mm-hmm. To yeah, that. well, I mean, that's how you get to be a general. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. is listening to people who are bitching at you. <laughs> That's Especially the wife. Thoughtful consideration of what women think about this. Absolutely. Situation. I mean, it's bad. You know, it's bad. You know how the military loves women. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. So throughout the film, we are reminded of Dutch's like rotator cuff injury. <laughs> well, it's aggra- okay. Yeah, it's aggravated because of that crash. Right? He gets. He was fine before the crash. Well, no, he's a baseball player. There were. Look, he has a rotator cuff injury, so... Would you not ask questions, Brian? <laughs> I'll try not to think Are you remember. new here? Well, just let me Let's... finish talking here, okay? His flight crew is forever telling him to get his fucking shoulder checked out. His goddamn general tells him to get this checked out. His nagging shrew of a wife tells him to get this checked out. <laughs> Dutch does not have This will time. be a plot point later. Oh, it's happening right now. Yes. Dutch does not have time to get it checked out, which is like you don't introduce a rotator cuff injury right, in the exactly. first act. It is truly Chekhov's rotator second. cuff injury. Uh-huh. 1,000%. This gets Chekhov's crucial. Tommy John surgery. This gets <laughs> crucial when Dutch is flying nonstop to Tokyo, insert refueling footage here. <laughs> oh and like, God. due to extreme cabin pressure, I think, his like rotator cuff swells up or something and and like he has to like move his arm in order to reach some sort of like important like lever or lever. handle or something it's the can- throttle the it, throttle. Is it the throttle? It's I thought the it, I thought it had to do with the flaps. That's the throttle. It's the throttle. But he like he can't. He's like I can't lift my arm. And like the guy, behind, the like the day player behind him, you know, has to has to. But like what he does is the day player behind him only like raises the throttle, you know, because it's all like the same throttles. Right. You it's know? all hooked together. And he only like moves it up enough to where he can grab it, you know. The general. <laughs> Excuse, threatens to throw the book at Dutch for not getting his shoulder looked at before takeoff, which, like, I'm not sure how the Air Force works, but I'm pretty sure you have to get, like, checked out by a fucking doctor before you fly. Especially on an experimental nonstop (laughs) flight from Fort Worth to Tokyo. There's so much but it all works out. Like well, it does if you have Jimmy Stewart behind the wheel, man. Yeah. It all works out. out in the end because Dutch's shoulder is so fucked up that he can't fly anymore. So Sally gets her wish, and he can't be in oh, the Air man. Force. But also, he can't go back play to baseball. Play. Yeah. He can't go back to playing baseball either because his shoulder's blown. So yeah, enjoy the rest of your life, Dutch. Right. Maybe he and I can open a TV shop. Dang, dang it! I know. No, also, Ike's, uh, I, I, Ike's TV repairing ankle is busted. Oh, so no. yeah, there we go. There His go. career is over. Also, eventually, real talk. 
the B36, which was so heavily featured. The IMDb trivia in this is like, and you can see that they fucking instrument panel. I was going to say that the IMDb list is Jimmy Stewart, June Allison, B53. Right. B36 was scrapped in real life because... Just like in Tore the movie, rotator cuffs. Constant fuel leaks made the engines catch on oh, fire. God, just like in the movie. Is there amazing. any other name at all? Is it Jimmy and June? And then no, like- the secret star is motherfucking Colonel Potter, Harry Morgan. Hell Yay! yeah! Hell yeah! Yep, excellent. Reminded yet again of like the sort of profound comfort that like arises inside me by hearing. Harry Morgan's voice and yes. also Alan Alda's voice. Yeah, uh, he's billed in the movie as Henry Morgan. Oh, well, you know, Ooh, I know, and he's like the world might be pre-dragnet. Sherman T. Potter, fifty-five. Yeah, pre-what? Dragnet was on the air. Oh. Uh, it's after he was in High Noon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so now we return to Operation Bongo Two, already in progress. Oh my god! <laughs> Brought to you by Trust House Jewelers. Correct. <laughs> So, what Boeing and the FAA needed to test supersonic transport was a medium-sized city desperate to improve its standing in the world. Oh, God. Somewhere that the money men in town had more clout than the government Mm -hmm. or were the government. Or were the government. So that traditional government oversight wouldn't slow things down, but also a place where the population wears their suffering for the common good like a badge of honor and the media doesn't ask too many questions. I think I might know. Oh, wait, what? Where is it? Oklahoma City? It's Oklahoma City. Yay! In 1964, Amazing. one in every four jobs was in aircraft manufacturing, mm-hmm. tinker, tinker, all Air that Force shit. Base, Ruskowski Gate, Ruskowski Gate. Yes, Thanks God. to the head of the Oklahoma City of Chamber of Commerce, Stanley Draper. Ooh, as in Lake oh, Stanley yeah. Draper. Lake, listen, you, you want to abandon a body somewhere in Central Oklahoma? Go to Draper Lake. <laughs> also, Draper Lake is where we get our water from, so it's good. <laughs> Delish. Draper it's was uh, whatever. It's no, we, water. no, we don't get water from Hefner. Hefner's up north. We get Draper water because a man. I was at the library, like I work at a state agency, and I was oh, getting a right. drink from the faucet, and there was a guy in there who was actually like volunteering, and he's like, "This is good water. You know, this water oh, comes from good. Draper Lake." I was like, "Excuse that, me, thank sir." You, sir. <laughs> Like, no, it's good I, just I used to, to work my- for the Water Resources Board. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. dude. O-E-R-B. So that's how we know that Oklahoma State's water comes from Draper Lake. Amazing. Stanley Draper was in part instrumental in locating Midwest Air Depot, which is now Tinker Air Force Base. Air Depot. Air Depot Air Street Depot. drove me insane from the moment I moved into the OKC metro area. Uh-huh. I'm like, you ignorant fucking rubes. It's pronounced Depot. Air Depot. Never mind. Oh, my God. And he also was in part responsible for bringing the Civil Aeronautics Administration Center, which is now the Federal Aeronautics Administration Center, to Oklahoma City in 1941 for Tinker and 46 for the FAA thing. So he saw these sonic boom tests as a natural fit because practically the entire population of 500,000 Oklahoman Citians either worked for the aeronautic industry Uh or knew someone who did. Their economic... 
They're like, this is a, <laughs> this is destructive and inconvenient, but your Uncle Bobby's job. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's like they're, you're, so you're already giving all of your time to this. <laughs> so you, sh- they'll definitely be happy to give more. That's right. right. Here's free. your leisure time. Well, well, they're not going to protest. Yes. Draper lobbied God, very, monstrous. very hard for the privilege. And also, Oklahoma the City privilege. should be fine with these tests because there's like a lot of thunderstorms and tornadoes and like what's a sonic boom but You're a thunderclap yeah. and so citizens yeah. are used to this shit the cattle I mean the citizens will yeah. be fine with it it'll be fine the chamber of commerce believed that the city would benefit immensely the federal government was promising nearly one million nineteen sixty four dollars which I didn't do the conversion whatever to build an extra long runway at Will Rogers airport which would put OKC in the perfect position to be a supersonic flight hub. Dude, oh, I, I fucking wow. wish the Concorde came here. Let me tell you. All Oklahoma City had to do to earn this shit was endure six months of sonic boom testing. That's a lot. I bet it the went F- really well, right? Yeah. No. What? What'd you say? <laughs> I said. I said. <laughs> Ain't nobody leave this place without singing the blues. So (laughs) Stanley Draper lobbied the FFA, FAA, and the FAA (laughs) chose Oklahoma City without ever consulting the city's elected officials or residents. Oh, why would they do that? I want our new t-shirt to, it looks like an FFA logo, but it says Jonestown. (laughs) Nice. Stanley Draper and the Chamber of Commerce threw a party Party. to celebrate. I bet they did. Operation Bongo 2. Operation Mongoose. Operation Mongoose, I know. (laughs) Operation Bongo 2 went into effect Monday, February 3rd, 1964. At 10.05 a.m., an F-104 jet lifted off from Tinker and ripped towards Oklahoma City at 1,210 miles an hour. I was going to say, and made it from Midwest City to Oklahoma City in like two seconds, a second, like second. seconds. You can drive from Midwest City to Oklahoma City in like yeah, seven ten, minutes, yeah, uh-huh. six, seven or eight minutes a, in your car. A boom carpet, sixteen miles wide, was left in its wake. You're a boom, boom carpet. carpet, boom carpet. According to a 1960, <laughs> I don't even. My mind is boggling. It's crazy. Boom carpet. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, According to a 1964 Popular Mechanics article, quote, the boom is particularly terrifying because it is louder than a thunderclap and comes out of the clear sky without warning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For that reason, yeah. the Air Force, in scheduling, obviously needed practice runs, and the Air Force makes every effort to forewarn citizens in areas where booms. We can made be every effort. No efforts were made. We made. Every it turns effort. out that made every effort to forewarn citizens is doing some heavy listing, lifting because, in truth, there was no warning. Hey, they made every effort, and they realized they couldn't do anything. Right. Okay? There was like, we put it in the paper, and we're That's done. That's right. There was an ad in the Sunday paper. It's Houses. right. It's the same way that like zero and infinity are like the same number. Right. <laughs> Houses shook. Dishes clattered in cabinets. People leapt from their beds. Windows cracked. Plaster fell from walls and ceiling. The following day, Tuesday, February 4th, there were two more booms. So it's our one, two. The day after that, there were three. The frequency kept increasing. So by the weekend, there were seven sonic so booms, booms a, a day. day. Oh my God. Beginning at 7 a.m. and lasting until oh. the evening. Wow. This 
Wow. Would eventually in, it was eventually increased to the total was eight booms a day. God, inconveniencing these, no one. I'm sure these these were generated by F one hundred one Voodoo's, F one hundred four Starfighters, F sixteen Delta Darts, and B fifty eight Hustlers. And B-52 Rock Lobsters. Yeah. <laughs> the FAA rented 11 buildings in and around Oklahoma City, all outfitted with high-tech equipment for measuring the sonic booms. One home that was sitting directly under the flight path contained about $100,964 worth of recording incidents. Inst- it's a recording incident. Instruments. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mobile van units were also on call and placed throughout the city. <laughs> like mobile van units had to be invented for this. Right. There was also <laughs> other monitoring going on as well. Remember, these were not flight tests. No. No, these weren't flight tests. The no. supersonic boom was like established. These were population tests to see how people how well people could tolerate yes. constant sonic booms oh all day long. long. Yeah, this was not a this the aircraft and the people were done. They were testing <laughs> yeah. the people of Oklahoma City to yeah. see if they could right away fine. would right away it. researchers noted that the citizens of OKC had quote a general reluctance to complain about local problems perhaps wow. due to a general feeling of futility <laughs> which persists wow. to this day ladies and yeah. gentlemen That's, we'll get to that that is deeply unsettling nevertheless people filed 655 complaints during the first week after 3 weeks of, of complaints the Oklahoma City Council yeah. unanimously voted to ask the FFA to stop the experiment. <laughs> Please, but we beg you. <laughs> Please. Before, no. Before no the city council could tell the FAA this, Stanley Draper busted in and told the city council that if they stopped these tests, the city's future would be ruined. Ruined. Wow. These stupid citizens do not know what is in stake here. And someday they would thank the city and probably Stanley Draper personally for cementing OKC's place in the supersonic future of the world wow in the first 14 weeks of tests the city's two tallest buildings which i don't know what they are whatever suffered 147 broken windows the skirvin plaza Uh in may a restraining order temporarily halted the test but it was overturned (laughs) i'm gonna file a restraining order against tinker air force base (laughs) fucking ffa and shit FAA. The Jonestown FFA who brought you the... Thank you brought very to much. Brought you by the Jonestown FFA. A man named Ted Hopkins was one of the pilots. No, I listened to a Metro Library podcast talking to him. But Ted Hopkins talked about it, and he said that the planes would hit supersonic within 30 seconds of takeoff, oh, and there was instant response. Like, I'm going straight up. I'm rolling over. Wow. He was sent out as a PR flack to soothe the population and explain that they what they were doing was very, very important work for the nation, and those booms were the sound of... Freedom! Freedom. You ever wonder what it's like to live in America? Mm -hmm. The only thing that could make this more American is that every time they broke your windows with a uh, sonic boom, you had to give them $20. Right. (laughs) It did not go over And also they were a corporation. Right. Right. (laughs) This it, his PR work did not go over well. Well, eventually yeah, the head yeah. of the FAA visited. FAA, uh, shut up! <laughs> visited <laughs> Shit. Visited Oklahoma City to try and sell the people again, or like maybe sell it to him for the first time. <laughs> he received multiple death threats and needed a police escort. <laughs> But he ensured the people that the government really did care about their, quote, nerves and ears. And he reminded them that their suffering would allow the U.S. to build a real G-Wiz aircraft, the best supersonic plane in the world. 
However, he said, if the people here don't want the tests, we'll revise or discontinue them. We'll go someplace else. This is monstrous. This was not true. (laughs) Not only did the booms continue, but the pressure of the booms increased. So you're oh, doing so eight. You're booms? doing eight booms a day at like one to one point five like Mach three boom pressure, uh-huh. and then once people were kind of like used to that, they pumped it up to two or two point five pressure. Wow. The FAA wanted to test everything under pressure, over pressure, pounds per pressure. square foot, booms down on me, boom signatures, super booms. Which means that here's Boom, a shakalakas. Yes. Means, quote, double reflections by two intersecting surfaces can quadruple the boom pressure. Oh. And the goal, the goal of these tests was to push people to the absolute fucking limit of what they can stand. Well, I'm sure they were compensated fairly for their trouble. Oh. No, they weren't told. Oh. Or <laughs> in any part. In any oh. way. I wonder. I wonder at this point, you know, somewhere in Oklahoma City, there were some like shell shocked veterans, like who? It's nineteen fifty six. So there's like uh, yeah. still World War One people uh-huh. alive oh, sure. and around. World War Two and uh, uh, Korea too. Korea, yeah, Korea people shell shocked. Pe- oh god, I, like people actually died that we don't know. I know. About. Yeah, word spread oh, yeah. around the U.S. and reporters showed up to snigger at OKC residents and called them chumps. I assume. Oh, nice. good, good. One magazine, the Saturday. A review reported a schoolroom ceiling lamp had dropped and knocked out a boy for an hour. I pla- oh, that's bad. It's bad. For it's an bad. Hour, it's bad. bad. You're fucked up. Plaster from a bedroom ceiling cut a three-inch gash in a woman's forehead. Flocks of chickens were crazed into erratic flights with considerable loss of egg yield. Damn. Flights? <laughs> well, you know. They can fly a little bit. They can fly a little bit. <laughs> The test lasted for six fucking months, with Easter wow. Sunday being the only day off. Thanks. In the end, it was 1,253 booms. The government calculated this to equal 642 million boom person exposures, whatever the fuck that Shit. means. And the final report came to the grand c- conclusion that annoyance increased steadily over a six-month period. <laughs> yes, this is correct. <laughs> the F. The Air Force and the FAA received over 15,000 formal complaints from the residents of Oklahoma City and ignored them all. They also received 4,629 official damage complaints, but the damage claims were fucking bullshit because you had to fill out a ton of fucking paperwork to be like, the plaster fell off my wall Mm -hmm. or my windows broke or like, you know, my fucking vase uh, broke. And so no one ever got... I have any yeah. money. Here's my pro tip: fill out that fucking paperwork. As we're, yeah. If, if anybody, it's worth it to fill out the paperwork. Make them pay you. Make yeah. them pay. No, but no, nobody ever really did. So in the end, and this really says something about Oklahomans. So I'm not entirely sure what it does. What. That is other than like theories. complacent. Forty um, percent of Oklahoma down. Forty percent of Oklahoma City residents polled felt that their homes had been damaged in some way, but seventy three percent said that they could live just fine with eight sonic booms a day. Wow. Now well, you know. Because, I'm sorry, but I feel that way too. What am I going to do? Say no. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's like, well, can you live with this? I'm like, I guess I can because you're going to do it anyway. Right now. Raise your hand if you think that the only reason for these tests was to find out if people could take the booms. 
No hands. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) This was not the only reason. Since this was the Air Force and the government, the B-side test was how to use sound as a weapon. Weapon. Can we destroy a village by giving them eight sonic booms a day? They, the tests were sold to the public as a combination of supersonic air travel is the way of the future, better get used to us, and this is the sound of freedom keeping America safe. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, it's loud as fuck, but ultimately, it's harmless. What's louder, that or the Communist Manifesto? Right, but also these tests resulted in the proposal of Operation Invisible Bomb, which was the idea to use sonic booms over Cuba. I do not believe that uh, it that idea ever got off the ground. They were too busy trying to bribe young Fidel with uh, things that would make his beard fall out. Right. <laughs> the ultimate result of Operation Bongo 2 was the end Operation of supersonic transport in the U.S. <laughs> U.S. Yeah. The Boeing's jets were hella expensive and the sound was fucking unbearable. And in 1973, supersonic flight over the U.S. was banned. Yep. The Concorde had to decelerate over the ocean yeah. in order to land in the U.S. But here's the twist. Seattle, home of Boeing, was seriously nimby, not in my backyard, about SSE tests, even well, SST tests, they were. even though they named their basketball team the Supersonics. They foisted <laughs> that off on the rubes of Oklahoma, and years later... <laughs> the citizens of Oklahoma City voted and approved a temporary sales tax to fund a sports arena with hopes of landing an NHL team because Oklahoma City is forever fucking trying to win a place in the world we and are. never quite making never it. Never quite making it. Because we have an uneducated population and that's uneducated on purpose right that that yeah we have a shit system by design to create an incredibly ignorant population yeah that will vote for people like stit for brains like stit for brains and they're yes. like we're making it it's like you're never gonna you're make never it. gonna make you're it. never going to get companies to move here because nobody wants to send their fucking kids to these schools right these yeah. schools. there was I, it was like chip manufacturer or something and they were like People are trying to lure industries yeah. here, and they're like, your people are too dumb. We cannot hire any of these people. Yeah. They are too stupid it's to like work in these factories. These people cannot learn how to properly assemble things at a factory. Mm. Yeah, correct. Right. This is done on purpose. Because this is how shitty your fucking schools are. Uh-huh. So, on purpose. On I purpose. You did I know. On uh-huh. purpose. In 1997, two years before this arena was, the groundbreaking on this arena was... Um, and OKC was shortlisted as one of six contenders for four new NHL National Hockey, Hockey League Hockey League expansion teams, and we got cut in the first round. <laughs> well, Oklahoma's known for its ice, so <laughs> love right? of hockey. Yeah. Arena or no, OKC's TV market was too small to support a team. Yes, OKC built the arena anyway. Why not? It hosted concerts, circuses, minor, minor league hockey teams, and a short-lived arena football team called the OKC Yard Dogs, D-A-W-G-Z. Oh, yeah. I've been to that arena. What have I, I've been to Encyclopedia there. Mm-hmm. I've been to a powwow there. Mm-hmm. I saw Elton John there. Uh-huh. <laughs> In 2005, Hurricane 
Katrina fucked New Orleans all the way up, including the New Orleans arena where their NBA team, the Hornets, played. Yep. It was out of commission for two basketball seasons, 2005 and 6, and 2006 and 7. In order to keep the games going, the NBA relocated the Hornets to Oklahoma City where they played as the New Orleans-Oklahoma City Hornets. The Hornets dancers, the honeybees, came, added some local girls in the spirit of inclusivity, and then were eventually told that the honeybees, like, need needed to tone down their sexy dancing because like this is yeah. Oklahoma and not New Orleans. That's right. Y'all need to stop. Like l- we're maybe, good Christians. Here. Like get him. <laughs> the Hornets returned to New Orleans for the 2007-2008 season, but in the time they were in OKC, people who keep track of these things realize that OKC could support could a professional support a basketball professional team. Professional team of some sort. At this, but not football because we got the sooner. No. At uh, this same time, the owners what, of this I'm, hang on just a second. What Cannon? I was just going to uh, throw out the name of Chris Paul. Look him up. It's important. Okay, good. Okay. At this same time, the owners of the Seattle Supersonics asked Washington State to pony up $220 million to update their arena, and Washington State was like, no. No. So, with the help of a bunch of rich dudes, the Supersonics were relocated to Oklahoma City, where they became the Thunder, because a sonic boom is just like Thunder. Thunder. And that is Operation Bongo 2. I always thought that this, they should have. I still wanted them to be the Sonic sponsored by Sonic. I wanted them, no them joke, to be man. the Oklahoma City Bombers. I also wanted them to be the Oklahoma City Bombers. And then you're just like, what? What? No. See, Kevin? <laughs> it's funny. I have to say this much of my research is from the book Boomtown by Sam Anderson, nice. which is a really interesting book if you guys want to like learn more about okay. Oklahoma City. And it's written by an outsider. It's that guy. And it's like part of it's about that, and part of it's about the flaming lips, and part of it's there about is stuff. A, Far too much Wayne coin dick There's sucking going on Wayne in this movie. But Boo. the boom. T- I also read articles on Gizmodo, Slate, and a site called WeAreMighty.com. Um, Bank First had a little mini documentary <laughs> on it. Okay. And right. like I said, Metro Library had a podcast on it, Yay. which sucked bad, and they should hire me to do their podcast. Okay, Not one bit saying. sorry. So that is Operation Yay! Bongo 2. Brian, as I recall, your name, your suggestion for the basketball team was Toby Keats. I love this team. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I love this NBA franchise. I love this NBA franchise. What's well, like earlier today we were thinking of Tom Petty Cosmetics. That's right. Exactly. Stop dragging my brows around. Exfoliating is the, the hardest, hardest part. part. Scrubbing is the hardest part. Don't sweat around here no more. That's his special deodorant. Okay, you guys. All right. Clean. I need some more booze. I need some more food. It, look, it's still the new year. We are having fun. We are. We are enjoying. Last year, or last week at this time, it was like minus 97 degrees, but today yeah. it's balmy 65. Oh, yeah, okay, last, so- last week at this time, uh, we both thought uh, different, uh, entirely independent cats of ours were probably yes, we dead. we both had freezing cold temperatures recently, and before the freezing cold temperatures started, we each had a cat leave our house and not come back. But Amanda's cat is like an indoor-outdoor cat who's like fully and stacked with fur. And he's he so cat. the yeah. most fluff of any he's, cat he was, I've ever I, seen. I was like, you may not come back to us, but I bet you're not dead. I bet you've just found right. another house. He was but just like, sitting in the front yard. The our time. cat, Lisa, who is just a 
thin wisp of a cat. Wisp of a kitten. She went ape shit and ran outside, and we were like, "What the hell?" And like for a while, Brian pointed out that the the times didn't sync up. But like a couple of days before, he was cleaning his keyboard with rubbing alcohol, Mm -hmm. and Lisa went ape shit. I mean, she was like rubbing on it. It was just like fucking Spanish fly. And I was like, "Did the rubbing alcohol make her go crazy to run outside?" (laughs) Erin did totally have like a rubbing alcohol loco weed theory. Loco, she went ballistic. She, I've never seen her react that way to anything. Wow. A, Even well, food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bleach, uh, sort of. Right. Honestly, well, okay, yeah. so she likes extremely astringent ammonia yeah. smell. Yeah, bleach. but like, but like, honestly, yeah, the bleach was one thing, like, over up here, and then like, the rubbing alcohol, like, like way off up here. The Insane. Insane. Yeah, Insane. Big Fat Banjo lately, and we're like, he's got so much fur. Her fur. I know. Obviously, but they both fucking came back the same day. Yeah. This is after yeah. Amanda and I, like, held hands and looked into each other's eyes and like officially said goodbye to them but like we they were we, like fuck you guys we're fine no they did wait until like you and I were at Crest at grocery <laughs> store and we like cried a little tear and held hands and we're like they probably just like went to sleep and never woke up that's fine okay. that's fine and moments later Kevin sends me a text she's like look who's back I'm like assholes <laughs> alright anyway All right, have time Sonic boom boom Shit here at Madness Madness, Madness, Madness. It is New Year's Eve. We're a little in our We're feelings, and the toilet's a lot clogged. Oh, <laughs> baby doll. Oh, yeah, man. Oh. Power fade. Power fade. Perfect. 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 Shake you know, the room. That truly was the uh, the 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 poop shotgun that uh, hit uh, Oklahoma City residents uh, for six months. Oh, that is it. That's it. That's it. Right there. Thanks, Stanley Draper. It was a metaphorical poop shotgun for, uh, <laughs> that rained down ear splitting noise instead of feces. What? What? Amanda, Aaron, Aaron, would you like to dance? I hate dancing. But Do you go- hate dancing? I, I Do you don't like to dance. Like if we were out at the club right now, no, no. Kimmin is dancing. What, do you want to dance, baby doll? Do you want to dance with? Do you want to dance and hold my hand? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you want to dance? Oh, baby. Okay, your dancing is not good for radio. Okay, that's bad dancing for radio. Good dancing for here, bad dancing for radio. Right. So, no, you don't care to dance even if you're out at the club? <sighs> no, I really don't. No. Okay. I wish I could fucking jam, but yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm, like, tight. Um, what is the world's whitest form of dancing? The Macarena? Uh, no. 
Are you sure? I am sure because the Macarena. Okay, wait, wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. I learned the Macarena from my students when I taught in San Antonio, and none of them spoke English. I learned the Macarena at a fucking sober nightclub oh. with Melissa oh. Barker, where oh. I was on an uncomfortable date with a guy. <gasps> um, what about square dancing? Oh shit! Oh, yeah. yep. Welcome. That's, That's the one to the history of square dancing. Yes! Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh yes. So, yes, square dancing would be uh, the widest form of dancing. It is the designated official state folk dance of 31 states, including the state of Oklahoma. Square dancing is the kind of dancing that doesn't bring the devil. Correct a mundo. There is no alcohol involved. There's no, there is no Satan involved. involved. There are no Jews involved. We'll get there, there in a minute. There is <laughs> no sustained touching. There is no touching. You are told what to do, and it is not grind your and hips you're together. Given very specific instructions, and oh god, we're, we're going to talk about the outfits. Okay, we're getting on. there, baby doll. Oh man, <gasps> yes. So, as with many other forms of American, yes, I have so many memories of American this. art and culture. Square dancing has a different origin than you might have been led to believe, <laughs> and that's even before we get to the protocols of the elders of Zion. Oh no, oh, honey. <laughs> You scratch the surface of square dancing. I, and it's eugenics. It's, um, no, it's not. The, the, uh, well, it's different. That's, different. That's, it is different than the protocols of elders. Well, no, elders it, uh, the actual protocols of elders of Zion get involved later with Henry Ford. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. are the rules of square dancing like listed in the protocols of elders of Zion? It's Let's, like Robert's rules, but like <laughs> Robert's or, rules of order. Like, uh, Do- Doyle's. Uh, yeah, so according Hoyle, to Hoyle. Hoyle. According Hoyle. to Hoyle. Hoyle it's like, well, yeah. the original rules of square Ooh, dancing unfortunately are found in the protocols of the yeah. Elder Zion. Well, so square dancing. A square dance is a dance for four couples, uh-huh. eight dancers in total, mm-hmm. arranged around a 10-foot square. Imagine a 10-foot square on the ground. Okay, sure. And then a couple stands on each side of the square. Okay. So we face you. Wow. They face them. Mm-hmm. That's the square mm-hmm. dance. That's that's only like 1.25 feet per person. I mean, that's... Honey, but you can do so much if you try. That's, well, no, especially I, yeah, if you're not trying to touch each other while you're dancing. Right? There's yeah. no alcohol involved and you're not trying to have sex later. This is the best dance possible. <laughs> <laughs> so the couples in a square dance are numbered. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two couples that are known as the heads, and the others are the sides. Mm-hmm. The cu- the male is the dancer, and the female is his taw. T a w. Oh God! I what don't does know. that mean? I, Bad. Honey, don't start asking those questions. Okay? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and circle left. Circle left. The most American forms of square dance. The dancers are cued through a sequence of steps by a caller <gasps> to the beat of the music. Our grandpa was a square dance caller. Our grandpa, our mother's parents were into square dancing on an, like, legit on an international on level. On an international level. There uh, was a time that they went square dancing in um, Scotland. Scotland. We have a, I'm trying to get a picture of the picture of grandpa in his kilt. It burned down. The picture burned? Yeah. When the house burned? Uh, when the man. house burned. Oh, no. 
Yeah. Yeah, there was a picture of our grandpa and grandma in Scotland having a square dance and grandpa's zipper broke and somebody gave him a kilt. Yeah. And our big wacky grandpa, there's other things we could put I mean, that fucking kilt on with his cowboy boots and, and his like smile on his face and just blew everybody out blew of the everybody's water. Mind. He was a big tall guy who kind of looked like John Wayne in a if you were from Scotland kind of way. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. yeah. And he was a big red faced American right, Irish he was American. A big, broad shoulder. He was an Irish American that was big. Yes. You he know. was big. Yeah, there's there's little Irish, and then like hey, there's a really big one. That was mm. Grandpa. So yes, fucking Christ, this is the, welcome to Grandpa, 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 Grandpa Adkins, Grandpa Adkins, Grandpa Adkins, Grandpa Adkins. Welcome here. <laughs> so yeah, square dances contained elements from uh, traditional dances from. England and France. It's like Morris dancing. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> Morris dancing, yes. We'll get to that in a minute when we get to clogging and shit. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about... Think of like Lizzie Bennett and Mr. Darcy. Mm-hmm. They have dances that have rules and steps. We are standing in a line facing each other and it's like this one person on line one goes with one dancer four, four. on uh-huh. line two. We all know it. You spend all of your time... Practicing with your sisters in the drawing room uh-huh. so that that one night, if Mr. Darcy asks you, you are fucking ready to, to do go. your quadrille. And you have a minute and a half, uh-huh. if that much, right. to talk you to him. Touching his hand like this. He is touching your back. He is touching side. your back or your side. Or we are touching our fingertips. And you get the added bonus of like, we've gone down to the end of this line and bitch, we're going to meet up in Again, a little minute. At the beginning. Uh-huh. It's you know, really very sexy. It is. When that like extremely restrained way. In- extremely restrained way. And in terms of preparation, it is not unlike the Strategic Air Command. You know, Brian, if anybody knows how to square dance, it's Jimmy Stewart. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, like I said, if you make it makes sense if you think about Lizzie Bennett and Mr. Darcy. That's well, that's why the, people that's, did. That's why the waltz was so fucking like raunchy. It was like basically You're, I'm the lambada. I'm holding you to my front, and we are dancing the whole, the whole time. time. Yeah. In an up and down uh-huh. fornication motion. We stood in groups, danced very choreographed dances, and everybody knows all the moves in advance. Mm-hmm. They are identical the every same time. Mm-hmm. There is no freestyling. No. This is not like, come on, baby. No. <laughs> no. Rude. Yeah. And we are going to talk about square dancing, but there are a lot of different kinds of dances in the mix. Okay. As we will see. So let's go. There's square dancing. Mm-hmm. There's... Uh, Round dancing, which is if you do the waltz, if you do the polka, uh, and it's 20 couples in a big circle. It's called the line of dance. Right. It's 20 couples in a big circle, and they do that. And there's also contra dancing, which is what we're thinking of. That's the Virginia reel, Mm. where there's a long line. Brian, you're my partner. Mm -hmm. We dance. We come apart. We go to the end of the line. Her partner dance, and then they go. Mm -hmm. That's called contra dancing. Choose your partners for the the Virginia reel. Oh, we're about to get there. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Contra dancing. uh, Square dancing is its own thing, for sure. Square dancing is an American tradition. There's all this other kind of dancing was all over the place, but what we I'm referring to now is square dancing is an American tradition. Uh. And it's different. And that difference, as you might guess, has to do with slavery and oh. colonial bullshit. Jesus Christ. 
Nice. There it is. So yeah. So white folks enjoyed these dances a lot. Contra dancing, uh, square, uh, uh, quadrilles and shit. Yeah. They're super fun to get together with your friends. We're going to play spin the bottle later with these champagne bottles. (laughs) Dance, eat, talk about uh, cotton. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that uh, cotton there. That's that's uh, right. Cotton is king. That's real something there. So at first, like Lizzie and Darcy, people, hey, people memorized these dances and practiced at home so that when they got to the ball, they were able to dance. And, but who was playing the music at these parties? Black people. Black people. Uh, Correctamundo. Who were enslaved at worst or second class citizens at best in the North. Well, it was their job to entertain, which is why to this very day, you can still black people's job to entertain. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you're okay if you're like here to be an athlete. Right. Are you a singer or an athlete? We love you. Uh Are you a business leader? I don't trust you. Out of the question. Are you an athlete, but who's the quarterback? No, I don't trust you. No. Yeah, Yeah. we know. We don't. Anyway, so again, this is not us. Also. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, the musicians who accompanied these dances were black and then the black people who were playing the music and watching all the white people dance at these big dances invented rock and roll. We're getting there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, for real, we are. No, it's true. <laughs> no, it's true. So we, they brought these dances back to their own communities and were like, this is fun. But they were mixed with the Scotch-Irish... That Yes, the Scots-Irish white people dancing tradition is important also. I'm because, thinking about the, like, more like the music tradition, but it's all it's all the same. Yes, it's the, it's a lot of the music tradition because American music is African music and Irish music, essentially. It's the music of the oppressed. It's the music of the oppressed. Uh, black people were brought here, but Irish people came here. Thinking it was going to be better and then were be probably better. shit upon. Well, yes and no. I remember uh, I read... Johnny Rotten's autobiography, No Blacks, No Irish, No Dogs. Uh-huh. And he talked about how, and I've read it elsewhere, that when Irish people arrived in like New York City, they were like, what job do you want? And they were like, can we be the cops? And they were like, yeah, you can. And like, are you fucking kidding? We can be the cops? Yeah. And promptly became like, the, hey, Boston. Yeah. 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 But anyway. Anyway. Uh, now we are the oppressors. Right. We now get, we are the oppressors. We get to be the oppressors now. But whenever you're on the same list as no blacks and no dogs. Correct. It's like, how about I beat you with a stick? Right. <laughs> you know? Look. Listen. So the, the black people brought the square dances. square dance. This is square dance, square dance right now. They brought the dances back to their own homes and communities with the difference. Since they didn't already know the dances and they had to work all day instead of chill in the parlor and practice with their sisters, Mm -hmm. they fast forwarded the dance process by having a caller, a person who would stand up at the front and go, do-si-do, Alaman left. Here's what you do now. That is the same thing as... I don't know what's called in the church. In the church, where is they it, say the line before and then you sing the is line. It like a reader. I don't yeah, call it's, and response. It's call and response. response uh-huh. yes. It's call and response. It's from the African tradition. Mm hmm. Uh, liturgist, thank you. Thank you. And Kimmon's making another chair out of a cork and wire. Hell over yeah, here. motherfucker. Each one Happy better year, than the last. But yes, yeah, so they brought the ba- the those dances back and they were like, we can do this too, but. I'm going to be like, these people are playing the music and I'm the guy who's standing here saying, here's the next move. Here's the next move. Right. Here's the next move. 
So, so it's the dance move rather than the song. Right. The song is the song. Because he's singing the song. He is singing the song. And as we'll talk about, even to this day, sugarcoated all, all the, the way, way down. down. There's real, they take songs. I have read and seen so many things in the last couple of weeks. Like, there was one that was talking about everything from Yankee Doodle to Cool in the Gang celebration. Well, okay. And they take them and they adapt them for square dancing. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And I heard Grandpa do this a million times. Me and Jenny would sit down in that room with him. Freezing cold, yeah. Freezing cold room. And he would practice. He had a record player and 45s. He had 45s. And sheets of paper. And he would practice singing along with the record and calling the square dance. Because our Grandpa was not going to be out there on the floor, motherfucker. He's going to be up at the front leading the Okay, so like, can we pause to have a Grandpa moment? Go. Okay. Meadrith Clifford Red Meadrith Red Clifford Edwins. MCA. MCA. He he was the caller and um which meant he was just like the headliner. Right, he's the he- he's the star of the evening kind he's of. He's the star of the evening. He's the leader of the evening. He at is the leader of the grandma he's Both Atkins the MC and the DJ. So <laughs> I'm the MC. I'm the DJ. Both are true. He is. Um, Grandma. Well, I mean, Grandma Hilda. Grandma Hilda sewed her dresses and his shirts, but that's not like unusual because no, everybody in the thing made their stuff. The lady sewed the dresses and their husband's shirts, and they fucking match. And they matched. Yes, the dress matched the shirt. It. Like as a match the tie, match the can cans, match the boots. It was just like match the neckerchiefs. It for me <laughs> was like my first. It was just an amazing dancing fashion show. Dancing fashion show. Every, yes. and I was always like, because like sometimes we would go. You were, and we're talking like when we were young, we would go with grandma and grandpa, and it's seriously like the Wagner, Oklahoma Armory. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. There was. It's the, a potluck. There's lots of people there. Everybody brings some food. Everybody, there's no alcohol. At there's all. no alcohol at all. There is an <laughs> over in the view. corner that was called the toy room, which yes. was where the kids went, and it was the collection of just like the dirtiest, the mankiest old toys, nastiest, grossest. I yeah, I hung out in the shit. toy room many a day, and we went. But the best part was our grandpa uh-huh. was the caller. Was the caller. And so we were like minor celebrities because our grandpa was the caller. We were minor celebrities. And we're the Kim Kardashians of the Clearly. <laughs> the, Kims, the Kim's Kardashians. And it was also amazing because like everybody's outfits match. And so like, yes. you saw every, Cecil it's and like Dorothy were there. Cecil and Dorothy were there. And it's definitely like the woman's dress is of a fabric and the man's shirt has piping of it, the fabric. It is a full on fucking cowboy shirt with like the top. A yoke. Yoke is a different uh-huh. color that matches. And, and then her fucking... Pearl snaps. Pearl snaps. Her can-can mm-hmm. match. There were fucking matching petty pants. Petty, matching petty pants. As and, we have, as we will see, petty pants got were long and got shorter uh-huh, over the years, uh-huh. but were always there. And there were a lot of petty pants. There were a lot of petty Tom pants. Petty. <laughs> and... Oh, now we're talking. Uh, uh, petty pants. Petty pants are these like little like uh, like sort of like gel pads you put under your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Petty pads. Stop dragging my brows around. <laughs> Here we go. 
Okay, go on. We'll uh, talk about Grandpa no, more later. But, yeah, no, it's, I have, how much time did you spend putting on can-cans at Grandma's house, Aaron? I put on can-cans all the time. I also put on can-cans on my head and pretended I was Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana. Yes. Um, <laughs> put on can like four can-cans and a dress. Right. Yes. Or it was just like can-cans all the way up. All right. My, like a, like a car wash thing. Seriously. Wash, it was like, I was like Celia Cruz sleeve all the way up and down. <laughs> But there were also because there were square dance clubs. Yes, and Grandma and Grandpa slippers and spurs, slippers and spurs, square dance club, and there were little name tags Uh because like anybody who's been to any sort of conference or Uh conference or convention, your name tag and you can get little like like ribbons, tags and ribbons, tags underneath it. So Uh Grandma and Grandpa had theirs, but it was like plastic, right? So there was like little rings, plastic, and. What always just like filled me with pride because I would see MC Red Adkins and under it would say collar and then it would say Hilda Adkins collar's wife collar's wife or which collar's tall collar which was just yeah it's like it oh. was a beautiful elevated they were dancing there were costumes uh-huh. and it was ultimately the most fucking color that we had in the house no kidding and it was fun it was fun it was fun they went out many times a week and did things with other people and traveled to other countries and did fun things with other people we saw them on, a, on that okay we saw them on a square dancing documentary one time correctamundo i went down to the myriad with a group of students one time and the, the myriad which you heard about in the last part of the show right uh, right i took a group of students one time and i went up to the caller and i was like my grandpa's red adkins he was like oh shit no he didn't say he that. didn't say that oh but shit was, what up he was like my goodness i know him heaven's busy yeah right yeah my goodness how do you do <laughs> okay going on okay so like many things in american history which had heavy black influence white people took this and ran far away oh yeah 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 they eventually transformed square dance into something that is the honkiest pastime known to mankind and that is saying something for real oh god what is it well no i mean when you think about square dancing do you think about black people no no you think about grandma and grandpa Uh, i know and like frankly we're like not yeah no not no they're not with that yeah oh and i watched some videos as i will tell you about i have watched square dance convention videos from 1950 onward ding dang and i saw one single couple of color one single couple of color and they were in the later films anyway geez so yes our grandpa was a square dance caller and i was privy to many of his practice sessions Mm -hmm, getting mm -hmm. to experience the magic all of the square dance songs are real songs they're classics contemporary popular songs Mm -hmm. the chorus is intact and occasional lines are still in there but the rest of the words are replaced by dance commands spoken in a light kind of patter and i have to play it to you because i don't have i can't do it properly okay like this Let me try a little bit. Go for it. So, one of Grandpa's songs was, what was it? She sugarcoated all the she way. She sugarcoated all the way down. down. Circle left. They circle. all start off with circle left. They all start it with circle left. Uh huh. And, and circle well, left means you hold hands with everybody and you, and you move to, the, to left. the left. And while you move to the left, the women shake their hips Just so that their skirts swish. Swish. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Okay. 
So that's uh, real, real Irish there. Uh, uh, yeah. It is. Oh, it gets more Irish. Let's see. I have some more. Grandpa's was much slower and very, very much in a uh-huh. a, uh, a more modern. That was an old one, and I'm going to find a, a, more modern. Um, I have a more modern one here queued up. Hank Williams. Yeah, he was very much in a Hank Williams vein. It's also kind of like an option. <laughs> yeah, the corner is the woman across from you. You're... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's it. And they just tell you what to do the whole time and you do it. And that's not a bad thing. No. I mean, yeah, it's like, no, I mean, it is kind of fun to think. I can go to a dance and they will tell me what to do and I have zero experience, but I will also have fun. Well, that's, well, that's why some of the greatest can... wedding dance songs all involve like, you know. Everybody clap your hands. Uh-huh. Because it allows you, a potential Mm non-dancer, to go and, like, participate... Yes. And follow directions. Yeah. Uh-huh. And everybody understands that if you're not the best, who cares? Who yeah. cares? And it's also not like, I don't want to get like dirty on the dance floor, but I want to get out there. And like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know how to dance. This is telling me this how is, to like, dance. Literally. Right. Circle to the left. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bow to your partner. Bow to your partner. Bow to your corner. Like, oh, I, I know who that is. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's regular. The, the dosey do I remember Grandpa and I tell, trying to teach Denise and I what a dosey do was. And we were, like, <laughs> linking arms. He's like, that's not that's, it. That's not it at all. <laughs> so, dancing in group. A dosey do is when... <laughs> Okay, we're okay. Okay, Aaron and I, you and I are partners, and we are dosy doing. We are dosy doing. So facing each other, face each other, and what we do is go. We walk towards each other, and then we go in opposite direction. Circle each other without turning to face each other. Without turning to face each other in opposite directions. Right. We circle each other in opposite directions. We don't turn to face each other, and then we come back face to face. Come back to face to face to where we were. Dosy doing around and around. Dosy doing around and around. That's from peewee <laughs> yeah. which uh which that is from peewee's playhouse but it also is something that i will touch on at the very end which is square dance in popular culture which it, you, if somebody shouts like hey fucking do do you yeah. know what it is okay let's go that's what i say if i'm in the grocery store and i'm like come upon somebody and we're like face to face in the aisle and we make a little fun <laughs> turn you? around i do i say oh do do just, I've never heard you do that, okay. and I go to the store with you Fucking all the time. Fucking pay attention. So, um, I'm sorry I am, <laughs> <You're>, so <laughs> let's go. You're probably not listening. Fact-checking cool. right here. Hello. In the, I'm going to ask Tessa next time we go to Crest. Anyway. She won't know. Tessa, <laughs> have I ever asked you to do si She hasn't. She hasn't. <laughs> okay, so... Like I said, dancing in groups was popular and remained popular up until basically the earliest 20th century when music started to change and evolve. Mm -hmm. And people uh, began to have other forms of entertainment. Not that nobody ever danced again. Right. But it was less of a thing than to just like go over to 12 Oaks and make an evening of it. Right. Well, I guess I think like in the early 20th century, people had like other ways to fucking talk to each other. Correct. And like maybe hold hands in a car. Yes. (laughs) Well, and, and let's not forget that there was the epidemic of guilty feet that caused people to That's, never they dance ain't again. Got they're never going to dance again. You're but, right, Brian. I, I mean, there's no rhythm. There's none. None. Twelve Oaks. Later. Twelve later. Oaks didn't get burned to the ground. No, Twelve Oaks got burned to the ground. Okay, thank you. 
Tara did not. I, Tara what, did. What did Toilets didn't get like, burned. Trail folks totally got burned yeah. because remember whenever Scarlett came up and like Melanie was dying in the wagon and they were like, oh, it's 12 Oaks and all they got there and it was just like a burnt ass mm. fucking staircase. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, Brian, excuse me, are you going to punctuate this moment, please? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I'm going to yeah. look that up. Just saying. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, you'll be wrong. <laughs> so. You're going to defy. Okay. I'm just checking. Okay. I remember that the Tarleton twins house was burned, but I don't remember 12 Oaks being burned, but I'm okay with that. Oh, you know what? Actually, I think the, it was actually the Thompson twins house. <laughs> it was. was burned. <laughs> Hold me now. My house is burning to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it's a flat, but Yes, and they were named after the Thompson Twins from Tintin Comics. They should have been the Thompson Triplets. Oh, God. God, Look, I'm not having this conversation again. I had it in 83. (laughs) Okay, God, I know. Like, I've had a lot of Prosecco. Let's go. Go. What? Okay, so um, it's not that nobody... Uh, square danced anymore, but it wasn't taught in schools, nor was it <laughs> know, right? the National Dance of America or anything like that. But two men set out to change that. Men with very different agendas. Nice. Oh, wow. Let's start out with the nice guy. His name was Lloyd Shaw. Lloyd Shaw was born in Denver, Colorado. <coughs> uh, uh-huh. Uh, he was born in like 19... 19- <laughs> Four. Nineteen dickety four. <laughs> right. Uh, when he was Nineteen oh four. No, more than that because he graduated from Colorado College in nineteen thirteen. So he was born in like eighteen eighty eight. So like he graduated when he was like twelve. Go Basically, on. Yeah. Yeah, he was a prodigy. He, he married a, a woman, a poet named Dorothy Stott, and they had two children, David and Dolly, D O L I. Dolai. He, he was a teacher, blah, blah, blah. And then he started teaching. He became superintendent of schools at a place on the outskirts of Colorado Springs called the Cheyenne Mountain School. Okay. And while he was the principal there, he taught folk dance. Because back then you were I the just, fucking principal and also taught folk dance. I Well. Education was a wild, wild world. Like, right remember in early OU when the guy was like, I'm the football coach and the elocution teacher? And the elocution teacher, <laughs> precisely. Grudgingly seated football duties eventually. Well, no, the one guy who gave up football coaching <laughs> when he win Pulitzers. Yeah, so there you go. Right, right, right. So, so, yeah, this guy. During his time teaching folk dance, he noticed that all the square dancing callers were getting old. Because, oh, no. No, these are like seriously like Civil War era. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Old Hickory was getting old. <laughs> and there was no new. Old Limberlegs. <laughs> old Limberlegs. And there was no old new generation to take it. over. <laughs> old Limberlegs. <laughs> Circle left. Limberlegs. <laughs> Sitting a Bell. That's like okay. I've been magically transformed into a twinkling light. Move on, move on. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so yeah, Shaw came. Lloyd Shaw came up with a solution that he hoped would keep the activity of square and folk dancing from dying out. He traveled all over the country. He compiled instructions for the regional square dances that he'd found. Uh-huh. He recruited callers and documented them. And uh, got them to, like, teach him their routines. So, like, really what he did, oh, wow. he was like, I am taking this, like, unique form of American dance. I'm the Foxfire book of and, square yeah, dancing. Yeah, and I'm, like, yeah. studying the fuck about it, and I'm writing it down. Right, I'm writing it down. Yeah. He taught the... He, 
learned everything from the other the old callers and he taught them to students at the school where he was the superintendent right. and they were the fucking captive audience it's like guess what you get to do yeah Line no up. fucking <laughs> shit but this uh-huh. is also like these are the last speakers of this language uh, correct these it was very the much people like who know these songs this is the Navajo code talkers of square dancing it's different but okay so he formed a group <laughs> called the Cheyenne Mountain Dancers which I'll tell you more about in a minute mm-hmm. it was a high school exhibition team which toured the US in the 30s and 40s with Squeaky Fromm part of the team she was oh my god no No. she was not she was part of a different dance team it's over here like what (laughs) (laughs) oh would you wipe her finger would you wipe her finger oh oh, yeah playing with your tin foil hey can I get a over over there god damn it so like he brought square dancing art. into the public Looking eye at it again. right now. Don't be rude to Kimmon, okay? I saw lots I'm, of I'm, magazine I'm articles. I'm saying something pro Kimmon right now, okay? <laughs> okay. Are you even I listening? I thought entire podcast was pro Kimmon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, ta-da. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Let's not get fired much. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, there were lots of magazine articles and newsreels and things. Oh, yes. I watched a 1947 educational video that was some seriously, like, fucking collaborative educational videos. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, saddle shoe realness. Yes. There were solids and plaids. <laughs> it was less of There a, were high-waisted men's jeans. There was, a, like, a 12-year-old kid boy wearing a ring. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I, <laughs> Why are you wearing a ring? My Where? father died and gave me this ring, and now I'm the head of the family. He had no three kidding. kids. This was something up and up. No kidding. <laughs> point in my notes I wrote this is not square dance history this is square dance lesson okay Okay, well look isn't it the same but yes he brought square dancing (laughs) back to the public eye there's a square dance history archive which was fascinating Mm -hmm. and it contained lots of collections and programs can I be the librarian there hit me up you should like my grandma was a caller and my grandma was a caller's wife exactly they had the name tags to prove it. When the city of Santa Monica, California celebrated its Diamond Jubilee, Lord Sh- uh, Lloyd Shaw was invited to be the Grand Marshal of the parade. Okay. And the MC for a square dance that kicked off on July 13th, 1950. And 30,000 people watched 15,000 people square dance for five hours? What? Yes. Uh, whoa. Like, like, a, like, in an, like an, in an arena? Like kind of thing. In the Rose Bowl? <laughs> like along a parade route. Oh, okay. Along a parade route yeah, on like, July 13th, 1950, God when you it. had to make your own fun. So you wow. could go out. Well, I'm sorry. It seems like fun is provided, and fun you just need to show no up. Shit. It's true. It's true. <clears throat> in the 1949 American Academy of Physical Education, they cite... The Lloyd Shaw Folk Dance Every program. morning. <laughs> Ted Dykes. Touchdown. Go, you go check that go. Uh, Lloyd Shaw also wrote books and articles. He would conduct week-long summer classes for callers. He taught dances. He taught teachers. He taught them the principles of teaching and his vision of good dancing. Dang, dang it. No, Lloyd Shaw was a big shit, and I'll tell you more later. Um, yeah, no, he... He was the one who standardized the calling yeah. things, yes. 
all the like words that they use. Mm-hmm. Shaw's idea was that dancing is for everyone. Yes, and true. that is very true. And, and that there's is nothing to be ashamed. That is not about. wrong. That is not wrong. Um, he said it was an American, wholesome American tradition. It's not elitist. It's easy. If you show up on your first time, somebody will tell you what to do. Uh-huh. And that is not a bad thing. No, it's not. And it's, that's very, very true. Because, God damn it, this is fucking the United States where dancing leads to fucking leads right, to ruin. Right, because remember, we they should have burned the Puritans before they let them come over here. Right. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, he was like, this is not... This is, it's healthful to move your body. Right. It's okay to mingle with other people. Okay? Yeah, to like hold hands and, hold hands and, and dance around. Where her. are you going to meet a husband if nothing else? No fucking shit. Where else are you going to meet a Where nice are you, husband? Loosen up Do you need a reason weirdos. to make a pretty dress yes. and go to a party? And go to a party and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but... There is everything wrong. What about the other guy who had a lot of influence on the spread of square dance in America? Oh, Jesus Christ. Is it, is it our grandpa? Oh, <laughs> it's me and C. Brad. Damn it, Grandpa! You found this out! <laughs> <laughs> Henry Ford, the only American oh. praised by name in Mein Kampf, no. had this to say. Quote, Many people have wondered whence come the waves upon waves of musical slush that invade decent homes and set the young people of this generation imitating the drivel of morons, said Henry Ford in The International Jew. Oh, quote, popular music is a Jewish monopoly. Jazz is a Jewish creation. It's not true. The mush, slush, sly suggestion, the abandoned sensuousness of sliding notes. These are all of Jewish origin. Okay. So black people invented jazz. Just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yes, it's true. Actual fucking maniac. The only American, the only person mentioned by name in Mein Kampf. That is news to me. And also I am not surprised. (laughs) Okay. So what's awesome about our show is that. It's called Henry Ford, Henry Ford. No. What's awesome about this show is us. Just saying. Clearly. Well, I mean, no, right. what's awesome about our show is um, we never did Jonestown and we no. never did the Manson family. Or Jamestown. Or Jamestown. I mean, I could, but right, I won't yeah, no. because I'm just going to talk about Jonestown. And, like, <laughs> and then like there was like fucking Croatoan and then there was <laughs> and they all, fucking all the Croatoans drank Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. <laughs> but um, we never actually like 100% did the Masons because it was too fucking complicated. It was too much. And we've also never 100% done the protocols of the elders it's of on Zion. My, I have a list in my phone of potential but topics I, and I one of like, them is the protocols of the elders I of really Zion. I really feel like our sort of like side angles in. You get a lot of it. And so you don't really need to do right. you know what's up. all of it. Exactly. Because, because it's, well, because it's like Jonestown. It's yeah. Like, no, you know. It's, it's fucking terrible. It's horrible and you already know. And you already know. So. And, yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> Touchdown. Touchdown, Henry Every Ford. Morning. Every morning. Ten times. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Henry Ford saw God jazz dancing it. as a part of conspiracy to throw America into a dark age. Wow. He hated jazz. He hated the Charleston. He hated Jewish people. He believed that Jewish people invented jazz as a plot to corrupt American masses and make them stupid so they were easy easy to control. Okay, wait a minute. 
Did Henry Ford hate Jewish people so much that he yes. couldn't even Whatever. hate black people? Yes, he hated like, Jewish people. Black people are subhuman. Oh, Jewish people are human, and they're nefarious, creepy, sinister humans. Fighting. We do not think this. Absolutely not. Henry well, surely Ford, by now you know that that's not me saying Henry that. Henry Ford thinks that. Yeah. Any, any, yeah, and any sentence with... Did Henry Ford hate Jewish people so much? Like that's the answer he is yes. He wrote a four-volume book called the Ame- like, International Jew. Okay, whatever you were going to say, the answer is yes. Yeah, no, he uh, yes. Oh God, yeah. So I'm, I'm. Hang on, we're we're getting there. No, we're there. So, but Henry I'm okay. Ford right? had a solution for all of this. Oh God, square dancing. What? Yes. Wow. Jazz. And dan- jazz dancing is moral decay. Okay, but and the-, the thing about jazz is like you. Okay, wait a minute. Are you about to make a rational answer? Because that's not what we need here. Okay. Maybe okay. I yeah. I was no. gonna say. That, Remember, like, maybe you. There's there's some jazz. The Negroes have been controlled by the Jews. Oh, that's my, that's right. Yes. Oh, okay. God, and that's... what you need now is white people. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> that, okay, but this, this better not be something rational. Okay, because. If I were, it was either Benedict or Francis that officially like went on record to say that the Jews didn't kill Jesus, like in the last ten years. Yeah, yes. yeah. Pretty was re- it Benedict that was an actual Nazi? Well, which is why he had to become fucking Pope Emeritus. I'm like, dude, twenty years ago they would have straight up poisoned you. Okay, I don't no, know how you got to live this. He was forced long. to be Benedict's thing is he was forced to was. be. Uh, <laughs> he did right. now. Uh, he was supposed to be a Hitler youth as a youth, which like seems legit. But his big problem was he like knew all about sex scandals. He was in charge of like Catholic Church, yeah. Catholic Church sex scandal international, and and fucked did it up. Nothing, so yeah. anyway, it is true that um, people have known about Nazi shit for a long time, and has just been like, I'm looking over here. I know. Well, <clears throat> what I uh, always heard was like. Christianity invented anti-Semitism and, of course, blamed Jews uh, yeah. to kill Jesus because right. that's that that's, was power that's in the Bible. Okay, God damn it. Okay, so back anyway, to square, square dancing. dancing. Okay. So Henry Ford sparked a national movement uh, by pouring a small fortune into revitalizing square dancing in the 1920s. Okay. Um, uh, square dancing and contra dancing and circle dancing and round dancing and all that was the popular stuff people did it uh and it was like it's a a private is the wrong word to say it was like small potatoes but he made it a big deal dance at grandma's that's a chapter in uh little house in the big woods and they're they're dancing yeah it's a good one her buttons just look like juicy blackberries juicy blackberries (laughs) so henry ford funded radio shows he funded dance clubs he invited dance instructors to his home he had hosted fiddle competitions and dance exhibitions that his employees were required to attend. Thanks. In 1925, he bought... Boss makes a dollar. Hey. I make a dime. I, I don't practice fiddle on company, company time. time. No shit. <laughs> I don't do si do on company time. <laughs> there you go. He brought... In 1925, he brought 200 Midwestern dance instructors to Dearborn, Michigan to learn how to be square dance callers. Um... Yes, and then don't he, you have anything else to do? Sir? No, he doesn't because at this time he's fucking Henry Ford, and he, he invented st- the automobile. He invented he no, he, he didn't, didn't invent, invent the, the automobile, automobile, but he invented the uh, assembly line. He invented the assembly line. 
Inventing the assembly line is up there with inventing the light bulb and inventing yeah. the printing press. No as shit. Far it's as like just... revolutionizing humanity. Uh-huh. Yeah. For better or worse, but yes. For worse. For worse. The printing press <clears throat> and the light bulb worked great. We're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, in 1925, he hired an orchestra and hosted an old time dance in a hotel ballroom in Dearborn, which he hosted, which he broadcast live over the WWJ radio station that he owned. The What Would Jesus Do radio Yes. Uh, what was it we said earlier? <laughs> what would the Tom Petty won't back down? Right. <laughs> uh, the next week, he hired the orchestra again to play at that ballroom again and open the dance to the public. Five thousand people attended, and two thousand people had to be turned away. This wow. dance was broadcast live. Uh-huh. The next week, other hotels in the Midwest hosted these old-time dances, mm-hmm. and things took off from there. This also echoes the, um, or like, pre-echoes, yeah. previous echoes, the early country music, yeah, 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 yeah. Dances. Right. Well, that's what it was. Dan- dance. Country music. Was- dance over the radio. Dance over the radio. Yes. So he. But those country music dances were funner. Well, this is this, this, this true. So the next <laughs> week, the other hotel, other hotels began to host these old time dances, calling and fiddling. Uh-huh. Like fiddle with a um, violin. Excuse me, I do you mean fiddling? I do mean fiddling. Fiddling was focused fiddlin on Texas. That's not true. Callers and fiddling uh, exhibitions and contests became popular attractions on and off the vaudeville circuit. Oh yeah. Uh, Henry Ford hired a man named Benjamin Lovett mm-hmm. to teach him and his family, and then a smallly and biggerly increasing mm-hmm. circle of people to square dance. Okay. An MLM. <laughs> Benjamin Lovett published a book called quote, Good Morning. After a sleep of 25 years, old-fashioned dancing is being revived by Mr. and Mrs. Henry Ford. Uh, we can Thank talk that up a little bit. That's but... the title of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he traveled across the country teaching square dance schools. Teaching square dance lessons. And then the Dearborn School started teaching square dance, and Mr. Lovett's campaign of class teaching reached out to other communities mm-hmm. and eventually through this uh, advocacy yeah. it became part of the American PE curriculum taught to this day touchdown every morning that's right in American public schools well when Henry- square dancing is a thing to teach yeah. oh shit my microphone fell out ah! when Henry Ford is in charge yes it's Eventually, through all of this shit, it's like going to fucking trickle down. And then, right. It took to the rest of the United States. Rest of the United States because he was Henry Ford and it's America and he had a lot of money, lot which of gives money. him a lot of power. And also, at this point in the United States, like, uh, we were like, I don't know, still not quite. This is the 1920s. Not super organized. Yeah, we'd had World War One, but we were still a bit just our. Well, it's America. We've always been super self-contained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm right. sorry, y'all are having problems. Know, I'm busy. Right? I know, right? But so, but it is very American in that this is sort of like um, fucking dare. 
Yes. It's a corporation rich person is like, this is what what you need need to to do. do. That is a very American. This man with a whole lot of money decided uh that this is is what everybody in the country needs to do. And that's what's going to solve everything. It's like everybody needs to fucking square hands. Everybody needs to like just say no. Uh See, just say no episode. Exactly. You know. So Henry Ford tried to downplay it a bit in later years. There, I found an article about him and his preservation efforts. There is an actual Square Dance History Archive mm, website. Wow. And let me tell you, it Our was grandpa super... And grandpa in there. <laughs> I haven't gone through it far enough yet, but I would be shocked if there wasn't one Dude, background like, picture of Dude, you fucking email them and they'd be like... Red Adkins, Do you have anything me. about slippers and spurs, no, Wagner's kidding. Oklahoma? Wagner, uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> um, but their articles... And stuff had a different tone than many articles I found elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Whitewashing is a word that comes to mind, but you just like <laughs> the article that I found about Henry Ford on that site was radically oh, different than yeah, the articles yeah, I found like, about Henry Ford. Radically <laughs> different than like everything I know Every, about Henry Ford. Uh, <laughs> the entire historical record. So, yeah. Uh, after his crusade had been a bit more successful, when asked, he would say that he just liked to dance. And Henry but, Ford. Yes. Have you seen a picture of Henry Ford? He is like Mr. Mr. Burns with without the warmth. I mean, he really is Mr. Burns, one thousand percent. Like you could never imagine Henry Ford like luxuriating on hugging a, his grandkids or anything. Well, no, I'm just thinking about Mr. Burns and like luxuriating on a endangered species rug or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. So Henry Ford said that this dancing was uh, the style of his youth, what? and dancing balanced work with leisure. And said that, quote, we are not, as has been imagined, conducting any kind of crusade against modern dancing. <laughs> We're dancing in a imagined. way that gives us pleasure. Henry Those Ford old tunes, never once in his life did anything for pleasure. Uh, I wrote, sure, Jan. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> never. Never in his life. And Henry Ford was in. His pleasure was like hating Jews and building cars. And making, inventing this, like. Uh, assembly line. The assembly line. How to, like, yeah. He started, I mean, again, he wrote his Dearborn, the Dearborn newspaper, which he owned Uh and wrote editorials for that he later tried to pretend he didn't write editorials for, (laughs) are all about how, like, evil Jews run the world. That's crazy. Uh, But then later he tried to backtrack. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He said that he had Too late. (laughs) He had nothing against jazz or modern dancing. Uh, quote. Yes, you fucking did. Uh, dude. There's just more profit. Sometimes people just have more profit with foxtrot than square dancing. Oh, because you can fit more people into an available space. Oh, Henry said. So dancing was more about profit. Yes. When I invite my friends to learn the square dance, I'm not doing it to reform dance in this country. I'm doing it to make money. I'm just bringing back for them and myself the flavor of a day that's gone. And if other people are interested, fine. I'm saying. Good, clean fun. That things were better in the past. Right. When there weren't like Negroes talking about stuff. When they knew their place. Oh, God. So, okay. Okay, go. Puss. 34. Co- uh, so it's all good, clean, fun. Clean, no. unlike some people. Wretched. Uh, 34 colleges <laughs> added early American dancing to their curricula. 28 states, including Oklahoma, made of... square dancing their state dance. I think 
Square dancing is still our state dance. It still is, yes. But it's also the state dance of shit like Maryland, where you're like, what? No. I know. Uh, In the 1960s, there was a push to make it the national dance. And President Ronald Reagan in the 1982-83 did a one-year... Uh, th- here we go. Are you ready? Oh, Jesus. Joint Christ. resolution declaring the square dance as the national dance of the United States. Operation Circle Left 2. <laughs> Whereas square dancing has been a popular tradition in the United States since early colonial days. Not true. Whereas square dancing has attained a revered status as part of the folklore of this country. Whereas square dancing is a joyful expression of the vibrant spirit of the people of the United States. What the fuck show? Whereas people value the display of etiquette among men and women, which is oh. a major element of square oh, dancing. What there the it fuck? is. Whereas square dancing is a traditional form of family entertainment, which symbolizes a basic strength of this country. Not namely, true. The unity of the family. Not true at all. Whereas oh God. square dancing epitomizes democracy because it devolves dissolves arbitrary social distinctions. Oh, All of this oh, is wow. not true. Wow. And wow. whereas it is fitting that square dance be added to the array of symbols of our national character, be it resolved by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled that the square dance is designated as the national folk dance of the United States of America for 1982 and 1983. Holy crap. <sighs> Suck it, Reagan. Suck it, Reagan. Clap, 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 clap. Brian, can you get some gunshots? In <laughs> Suck it, Reagan. Eric. Toilet gunshots. <laughs> I found a page for the International Association of Gay Square Dancers. Yes. Oh, personally, I cannot wait to go to the 2024 Carolina Twirl. No motherfucking shit. You talk about matching outfits. Oh, <laughs> bitch. I saw some matching outfits. I found a site called Square Grand Square Dance International. Quote, you have found the home of international square dancing. <laughs> they have a, I am ready to see some fucking French You can dancing. enroll. No. no but, oh, bitch, no. I found a YouTube channel of theirs, and I saw some wild shit from Japan. I've got it saved. Of course on it's Japan. My, oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at these Japanese people. It's two men and a two Japanese men. I would lose my mind if I went to a Japanese square dance. Yeah. Like a Japanese square dance. These two men and elderly Japanese women in their stars and stripes outfits. When the saints go marching in. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Wow. So, yeah. Okay, go. Okay. So, there are conventions, and they are still going on. Yeah. Next June, 21 to 24, you can go to Mobile, Alabama mm-hmm. for Square Dance Gras. <laughs> like Mardi Gras? Like Mardi Gras, except wow. for Square Dance Gras. The first festival Girl. was in 1950. About 100 people were expected, but 3,000 turned out. Oh, Natch. I watched some of What do you films. think people in Mobile were doing at that time? Like, they wanted to go to a in party. In Mobile in 1950, they were probably, like, digging crayfish out of the mud and to not die. Looking to dance. 
Oh yeah, black people. Shush. Like, were they allowed on the that's, bus at all? They're doing racist no. shit. That's mm-hmm. the answer to everything. Is just racist shit. No okay. kidding. And also okay. shit. Okay, I watched uh, one from the 1961 10th annual Square Dance Convention in Detroit. Oh, they nice. were super excited because quote they had. Three couples here from Saudi Arabia and one from the Argentine. Oh, dang, dang it. How'd you guys get here? No shit. They were like, long. Our parents were diplomats. The petty pants were super long, but they were not super poofy. The show that I watched on YouTube seemed to be like a local TV show in Detroit that mm. were telling people about something fun this weekend they could come to do. Oh, wow. But the best one I watched was called A Past to Remember, A Future to Mold, 200 Years of the Square Dance. That's right, baby. Bicentennial Square oh. Dance Goodness, live from Hi. Anaheim, California. Oh, hell yeah, dude. The fucking stars and stripes on YouTube. And you should watch it because I cannot blue can convey the full magic of the bejeweled ribbon ties. Okay, what I'm saying is there's no way to convey the magic of the bicentennial. No, for real. <laughs> See our previous Quote, episode. They come by bus. They come by plane. They come by that modern-day Conestoga wagon known as the recreational vehicle. <laughs> This is the shit I remember. The The skirts are so stuffed with can-cans that they are parallel to the floor. Okay, so that is true. The string ties. The string ties. The bejeweled ribbon ties. Yes. Yes. The greatest generation in all of their iron bridge work and mid-heel shoes twirling around the floors of Anaheim. Thank Uh you, Timmy. One hundred for fucking for... Okay, so, like, I remember going after a square dance to what was probably, like, the Wagner um, Dairy Queen Brazier. Correct. Um... And a grand, grandma and grandpa's friend, Cecil and Dorothy, were there. And uh, I remember sitting on Cecil's lap, and it wasn't like a gross thing. Gross way, it just was like not. Kid. He uh-huh. was, you know, grandpa. He was right. like my we're grandpa. In the booth. Yeah. You were a small child, and he was an old man. It, it was, was fine. Okay. It was not gross. It was, it was okay. not gross. It was fine. But I was. He had Cecil on his collar. Mm-hmm. He had these. It was like jewelry. Yes. Triangular shaped jewelry. Uh-huh. It was like, it it's was like, like collar points. Collar points. Yeah. And it was like a clip on earring that yes. he would like put on his collar. The pointy collars of his And shirt. you would like, um, yeah, on his collar. And you would like screw it in. So hold on tight. Yeah. To hold on tight. And it, it was like a, like a cufflink. Yes. He probably had fucking cufflinks that matched it. He, I'm sure he had and, and a, and a, a bolo tie that also matched it. And I remember seeing those and I was like, Grandpa, why, why don't you have those? Oh, no I mean, hello. Uh, Kimmin, I have, and you can wear if you would. Hey. I have a matching string tie and belt buckle from the, Square, National Square Dance Convention that was held in Oklahoma City in like 2019. I got them from my grandma. I mean, like, God, fucking tag your porn, please. Well, mom <laughs> was throwing them away, and I was like, bitch, I'm taking these. I have Dude, all the belts. I have like two Adkins belts. I have two Adkins belts that grandpa made. Brian is has two of grandpa's fucking like A plus on like the inside collar says made in the USA sport coat you Cowboy do have some coat. nice country no, it's, it's inside coat. under the pocket inside it, because yeah you could just sort of flash it like, yeah hey uh, check the it the collar bitch. you can't show anybody that no, I mean you can no, but it's no. difficult okay but, so uh, yeah, yeah go on okay oh, excuse so me. yeah um so yeah square uh, 
<laughs> the uh, hang on, let me check my last. It says uh, the past president of the Square Dance Association gives a speech where he talks about quote Square Dance is a part of the heritage of America, born with the country, developing with the country. What better way to celebrate the bicentennial? And indeed, the convention was one of the first events officially recognized by the American Bicentennial Administration. Please check Aaron's episode Hell a few yeah, weeks dog. ago. <laughs> I mean, like for some background, no I didn't shit. that. Uh, during the, there's a pageant of the history of square dance, starting oh from the God. elegant ballrooms of Europe, where some 1976 Californian people put on gowns made out of upholstery yeah. and big wigs, yes. and they gavotte for us. Oh, oh. Jesus. There are historical demonstrations of Appalachian contra dancing. Mormons, quote, Mormons on the trail to Utah. Get out of here, Mormons. The plantations of the Old South, where they oh, were still wearing their colonial wigs. Quote, the play parties of the Oklahoma Territory, mm-hmm. which I have never heard of, ever. What? To, quote, the court dances of Old California. Huh? What? Play, play parties? Play parties of the Oklahoma Territory. What the fuck? I have lived in Oklahoma my whole life, and I have never heard of play parties. Well, it's gotta, it's gotta be basically the same thing as like we're on a right, what, small town. What are those town. called? Like lunch? Where you the lunch auctions? Where the women would make a big meal and the guys would bid. Oh, on like it. a pie auction. Pie auction. Yeah, mm-hmm. the women would make an outfit, a meal, and the guys would bid on it. And then uh, get your to dance. best. I mean, you'd think uh, they would have just said pie auction if that were the case. play parties. That makes it sound like like a key party. Yes, right? yeah, I know. Right? It's like the assembled stuffed animals of Oklahoma were sent <laughs> representing. Dignitaries far and wide. <laughs> uh, the best representation of a pie auction is in the movie Coal Miner's Daughter because uh, yes. Tommy Lee Jones, Kevin is nodding, do bids on Loretto Lebs Webb's pie, right? Which I think is like just like totally fucking like hot and sexy. I think I'm like, there's a bid stuff on her fucking pie. back in the day when you couldn't date like you can now. I know, but there's she was like, stuff. I'm 15. He's like, I drive a jeep. I bid on your pie, and <laughs> we're in love. Let's go. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, there's a quote in the film: Henry Ford worked to preserve America's dance heritage in the ballrooms of his era. That's okay. That's right. And if you didn't like it, you would lose your job. Right. That's right. Uh, meanwhile, America. American dance existed all over America without Henry Ford. Uh, In the film, there's exhibition dancing. One is a group of cloggers who start off talking about how their dance is an evolution of Irish step dancing. It is. Which is very obvious. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's a group of cloggers, and they're, like, clogging. And then, (laughs) like, this girl, teen girl who's a member of their group kind of, like, clogs out into their circle with this rapt look on her face. Oh, my God. She's like, ugh. It's a thing. She's maintaining eye contact. No, with with Jesus. No, she's like fucking like. She's clogging into the void, let me tell you. Amanda's meagered boobies are dancing. I'm doing the best I can. (laughs) As she clog dance. Dances on the air. (laughs) Fucking rapture simulation. Okay, and then in this film, we get an exhibition from the Cheyenne Mountain Dancers with a special appearance by Lloyd Shaw's widow. Okay. The Cheyenne Mountain Dancers are wet. (laughs) When Lloyd Shaw died, did she have to get a new name tag? (laughs) 
Fowler's widow. <laughs> like, bitch, you might have. No, it was the same one, but they just put a black thing around it. <laughs> right. And people were like, that's fine. Oh, that's, uh, there it is. Yeah. She had to, because wear, those, had to wear it for a year. Those fucking name tags were like a thousand yards long. long with plastic things on uh-huh. them with like, you know, I went to the Smoky Mountain Ridge. Right. Because it. anybody who's ever been to a con or conference, now it's a ribbon with yeah, a sticky. Right, you get sticky ribbons and you can it's make a, a sticky whole ribbon, but this was them. like a plastic thing that you had to like get your fucking needle nose pliers uh, out. Uh-huh. Go to the engraving agency in Which your town. Which was like probably <laughs> on site. Yes, there were. Oh, there were because I'm about to get to I the, know, it's like I'm yes. a square Merch dancer floor. but I'm also like a plaque and, and trophy engraver. maker. <laughs> yes. So yeah, um, uh, the the Cheyenne Mountain dancers are amazing. Think about a square dance dress, shirt, short Obviously. sleeves. No, these these lady, the men are wearing like pants and country shirts, and the women are wearing long prairie dresses. Uh-huh. And there's square dance stuff going on, but then there are periodical like. I have to say Busby Berkeley moments well, where like so all the guys pick up the girls twirling and skirts they put their legs up with their skirt not with their legs with their they hold their skirts up and they're swirled around that's amazing or they're like put into a the butterfly things whirling yeah. dervishes whirling dervishes there's a whole lot of shit it's really something and they're like no it's too sexy <laughs> uh, yeah no there's caller lessons there's caller workshops where you quote think of the story of the song and keep it in your mind yes. there's kids and teens groups there's a class on I quote, how to teach square dancing to the mentally retarded. Oh, 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 oh There's a merch room oh, oh. with so many pins and shoes and tables of bejeweled ribbon ties. There are workshops on how to take an ordinary men's shirt and your edges of your skirt uh-huh. and turn it into his cuffs and collar uh-huh. and stuff. It's like, well, so start by taking the shirt apart. Right. No, the coolest thing I saw, which was a pattern room. Oh, that's so People awesome. had brought their clothes. New people had brought new styles. There were piles of paper and pencils, and you could trace and draw and make patterns so that you could take it home and make your own outfit. And I love that in a Goaties Ladies book. It is a very Goaties it's like, Ladies. How am I, else am I going to find this? How, well, okay, so another thing about like the little house books is... And I, I think it's Little Town on the Prairie. To be with, clear, this is Little House, Little House. Hey, right. look. In Little Town on the Prairie. There's shit in those books, but there's important American history in those right. books. Right. And, I, like, Laura talks about, like, got this cashmere fabric for Mary's dress. Yes. And she said, Ma drew the patterns on newspaper, and she cut into the fabric. And she was just like, oh, my God, Ma. Yeah, but, as soon as you pin it on there and you cut it, you can't fucking take it back. You can't fucking take it back. But what... Is amazing to me, and from Goaty's Lady's book, um, and like I think something else that I talked about in the show, I but I can't remember. Oh, I think it, I actually think it was Ronco um, about it's like how to measure a pattern on newspaper. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, this is a dress that's this big. My husband is not this, or this is a shirt. My husband is not this size, but if I draw it, I can adapt it. But it's also going to, it's like, you're not only going to the square dance, you're also going to... Uh, like like a community fucking well, okay. like I'm sorry once Whoa. again to throw back to little this is 
little town on the prairie. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And it's a chapter called The Whirl of Gaiety. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. when the town was like, we're bored. Can we do something? Mm-hmm. And so every Saturday night, they came up with something else to do. Mm-hmm. A, a, a spelling bee, an organ concert, uh-huh. a, a discussion. I can see a square dance being mm-hmm. part of that. But, like, the amazing part is it's like blending the dancing mm-hmm. with the dressmaking. Yeah. And and seeing the the dancing, we're all coming together to dance Mm -hmm. but we can't just like come together to fucking dance and then go home no we have to come home there has got to be fucking food there's food there's got to be like men outside talking about meals right and there's got to be because because the clothes and the dresses as we saw fucking grandma and grandpa even from the very beginning is how do we come together and make new outfits and make new outfits and I also see how can we come together and women can show what they do because I I, took I can sew I think look what I made square dancing regardless of the men being in the collar I think that square dancing is a very lady led lady lady led it's like that soft power soft power power. the guys are the collars the guys are the collars check out what I'm doing I have a fucking dress I made my this. Husband, I made my husband's outfit. Outfit. It, I have nine dresses for this entire fucking week. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I cook the meals. And I cook the meals. And I'm ex- exhibitioning my dancing and, and shit. I'm dancing with other men. And I'm dancing. And with I can dance oh. with other men. Scandalous. Okay, go mm-hmm. on. Okay. There was pageants. Parade. There was a pageant and a parade in this bicentennial one. There was a fashion show. There was a bejeweled giant flower that opened to reveal a girl in a square dance gown. God damn it. There was a man dressed as a coolie with a bicycle rickshaw. Oh, no. Who rode the past president, Carl and Vereen Anderson, the past president and his wife, onto the stage. No, 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 no. There That's were not women cool. who all looked like our Grandma Adkins modeling outfits that they had made. What might square dance attire look like in the future? Yes. Just like this. Oh it's short this. skirts, a sequined aviator cap, and metallic go-go boots. Grandma would never. And, never. An astronaut helmet. No. What will teens be doing? Yeah, the teens who are about to go and square dance for the Soviets, and I'm not lying. Yes. There was a parade of states. There was the announcement of who will host the 1980 convention. <gasps> and when Memphis was called out, the Tennessee group swarms the floor and goes ape shit. <laughs> Charlie Pride sang the Charlie Pride. There was a where <laughs> He died of COVID, I'm sorry. I know. Uh, there was, was a where assy kind of letter from President Ford. There was an all night after party at the closed Disneyland, which had oh, opened shit. for them, especially <laughs> all night young people square dancing <laughs> like the white smoke emit from right, yeah. Cinderella's castle <laughs> right, the only square dancers tonight <laughs> oh, oh my god but and it, like I said it's still happening to this day you can go it's Saturday night I bet there's a fucking New Year's square dance somewhere in this city right, right now. now hell yeah but, Mostly we learn for all of this that there need not be any speeches because square dance spreads loving hands around the world. And that's all you need to know about square dancing in America. Yay! <laughs> oh, man. How many times 
ones did you try on Grandma's okay, Square Dance so dresses? Here we go. It was really Grandma's dresses were very, very exciting uh-huh. because our mom was not a dress up. No, she was not a dress up girly girl. And our mom sure. is she was not a makeup, she was not a dress up, and grandma and grandpa would go and they were like like we would be like we're all at grandma and grandpa's house for the weekend they're like deuces we're going dancing right our grandpa adkins our mother's father was a big personality an extrovert he likes to go out and see other people brian what are you doing over there i I keep accidentally shooting the uh the poop gun (laughs) kim is writing me a missive over here and whereas but grandma had dresses Grandma had can cans, can cans. That one guest room like, in the cabin was filled to the she fucking had, brim it with was, can cans. It was like a like a sh- rack full of can cans, and like kind of like a rope. If you just like think of a stringer of fish, yes. Except if every stringer of fish was a can grandma can, grandma goddamn made that for her. She did how he did. It was like a rope. This is grandpa who built her a fucking boat dock, right? It was a rope going down the like the corner of the room mm-hmm. with just like a hook of can cans, and it seriously it was just like Celia Cruz's sleeves. Yes, and um, the greatest thing that I remember about this is Grandma bought a gold lame can can and oh, the gold lame can can she bought amazing. a gold lame can can and she wanted a she set out to buy a dress that would match like, that can-can. Oh, right it was worthy of a fucking gold lame can can i do not know how she found this especially in like wagner oklahoma in 1984 no but like wagner oklahoma but also then oklahoma city in 1976 tulsa she no she decided that she needed silk and she went and we found fucking tina's Sorry palace. That's right. To Tina's sorry palace. Like so long ago when you would have to s- diligently no internet search out a place where people from India might have silk. We're, yeah. And like mom fucking found a place. Yeah. Because grandma I think said I have this gold can can. I want some nice gold threaded silk. fabric. Gold threaded fabric. And like mom being okay. the librarian sh- that she was we went to Tina's sorry palace. palace and grandma bought yards of sorry silk uh-huh, like sorry. s-a-r-i sorry, yeah, sorry silk. Silk. yeah not like tina's sorry ass palace like, no. <laughs> tina's pathetic palace no Broke yeah. down sorry. goddamn palace tina's, tina's probably steve miller's party ass bum tina's steve miller's house of sorry and beef jerky right bogaturia but like bolts of sorry silk and like this like lovely you know Tina yeah and it was black just short for Priyat I know right <laughs> Tina and it was black and gold with a band uh-huh. and grandma made a motherfucking square dance dress out, out of, of a that, sorry out of a sorry to match her gold can can that they then wore to the international square dance convention it was so glamorous it was on the wonderful. Oklahoma City's Fairgrounds, there's a statue of square dancers. I don't it's know really if it's amazing. there anymore. But it's it still there. No, it's just still there. They wouldn't tear it down. My God. Statue, you God damn it. I know. Okay, so y'all, Happy New Year, Angels. We want you to have the best Lifestylers 2023 ever. 
We're going to have a good year. I've seen, I know, like, I've our, seen all kinds of internet posts about like 2022 was shit. Eight dicks. Eight it dicks. Was not shit. 2022 was awesome. I've had, okay, Erica's test cannon has. I really just hate hearing like, th- seeing things like, new year, new me. No, fuck that bullshit. Be you, be you, be you, be you. That's it. A plus number one. Okay, I need some more soup. Let's go. Uh, Brian, love y'all. All right, let us go with redneck plunger, baby doll. New year. Shoot the shit. Madness Madness is hosted by Aaron Byrne and Amanda Clay with occasional outbursts from Brian Byrne, who is me. Brian Byrne records and edits the show. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please, if you enjoy the show, uh, rate us and leave a review. Leaving reviews helps people find the show. And the more people listen to the show, the more people you'll have to talk about the show with. I mean, just mull that over. You can also listen to us online at madnessmadnesspodcast.com. You can find links to our social media on madnessmadnesspodcast.com. You can email us your thoughts about stuff at madnessmadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>